This week's episode about Killer7 is brought to you by you. Visit duckfeed.tv slash tipjar to check out our Patreon campaign. Now for a brief sketch and then the most bizarre episode ever. Thank you for your time, Mr. You may call me Scoville Unit G. It was not a problem. My client is very determined to reach an agreement. Yes, I hear Mr. 51 is imaginative. Now, here are the terms. My firm licenses the game of chess to be used in fiction as a metaphor for conflict and mastermindism. Now, I believe you'll find our opening offer to be quite equitable. I agree that it is equitable and fair, but I must consult with my associates. Hello, sirs. I didn't see you fade in. How funny the clock stopped. We require that the black pieces be raven's feathers, and the white pieces be dove's feathers. Our game demands it. Can it be so? Yes, it can. We have a concurrent arrangement with Bachiko to represent galactic destruction of the moon by sentient planetoids. Can it be so? Yes, it can with the proper NDAs. All jam must be blood, and the owls are filled with blood too. Can it be so? It already is. My associate likes you. He issues a warning. Beware the flexor polysis superficialis smile. Now, we seal our union with a gleeful business hug. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And this week we are talking about Killer7, which is a survival horror game of sorts developed by Grasshopper Manufacturer and published by Capcom for the Nintendo GameCube in 2005. Yeah, and this game was uh, suggested as part of our Watch Out for Fireballs Kickstarter by backer Nolan Otto. Yes, thank Thanks, you, Nolan. Nolan. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the, the first game by Japanese auteur game developer Suda51 to see a U.S. release. Yes, he had done a couple games before that. Um, he had been working for Grasshopper Manufacturer in the past. And he was brought on uh, to develop this game as part of the Capcom 5, uh, which is a series of kind of GameCube-exclusive games that were overseen by Shinji Mikami. 
uh, this kind of alongside Resident Evil 4, Beautiful Joe, PN03, and Dead Phoenix. Two of those are good games. <laughs> yeah, two, two of them are great games. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, um, yeah. And in this game, uh, you know, we said it was a survival horror game. It's kind of strange. It's really hard to classify. Yeah. Uh, you control quotes um, a group of uh, assassins as they run around environments kind of on rails making decisions about which way to go just at various intersections and uh, you can switch between these seven different characters um, by going to a television in one of a uh, harman save rooms we'll explain who harman is yep. or some of the characters uh, by going into the menu if we don't so explain some... who harman is nobody will yeah exactly and the, the, and people do people will so, <laughs> oh my gosh people yeah. people, Man, talk people about explain who harman is oh boy so yeah. Combat uh, is a big part of this game. It kind of takes place in a pop-and-stop fashion uh, as you go into first-person mode. Basically what happens is you'll hear a laugh from one of the invisible enemies uh, in the uh, in the surroundings. You press the left trigger to scan the environment to reveal those enemies, and then you shoot them in their glowing weak points. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't, then you have to shoot them a bunch of times. Uh, yep. And each of these uh, assassins has these like kind of special abilities that are used in combat and uh, navigation. Right, right. And as you kill enemies, you collect blood. Um, <laughs> thin blood are, are healing potions. And uh, you can also use them to fire off an ability. And thick blood is money. And yeah. you use them at the blood channel <laughs> in order to uh, level up your character's abilities. Or if you are unimaginative, you give them to a mask to give you hints. <laughs> yeah. And get thrust down by a guy. You know, I'm so happy that David Cronenberg changed the name of, uh, to, you know, chose Videodrome over Blood Channel. Yeah, <laughs> video drum is a much better title than Blood Channel. Although Blood Channel is not without its charms. Yeah, Blood Channel is pretty good. Yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's a drone, Gary? Yeah, I don't know. It's not a drone though. <laughs> the uh, drone strikes. Yeah. There, there. Also, we should know. We were talking about how weird the, the game is. There are puzzles in the game, but they're so bad. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're garbage. Like, and they're they're garbage in a way that makes me think that. They were more complex, but they dummied them out in order to make them more, uh, like, easy, I guess. But instead, what they did was make them brainless and boring. Yeah, they're they're brainless, and yeah, it's, it's very... Uh, it'd be like, um, you know, an adventure game where you had to put these two things together, and they're always in the next screen. Yeah. Like, you always have to use the notable thing about the level that you just saw. You know what it is? It's the red key and the blue key. The red, the red yeah. key card, blue, you know, blue key card. You have these yeah. rings that you pick up that affect, you know, these various areas. So, like, oh, no, there's a fire. I'll wear the water ring. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. yeah. And there are some puzzles where it's like, oh, they're reference puzzles. You have to, you know, get information from your environment and enter it in. Uh, kind of uh, kind of similar to, uh, oh, gosh, what is it? Flower, sun, and rain, which I kind of want to revisit. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know it. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. a, it, it was kind of one of his uh, first games. It was PS2. It was brought over here on the DS. I tried to play it, but it was very inscrutable. Um, but, yeah. you know, now that I have all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And now that you have this kind of patience for uh, inscrutability. Yeah, I, so, well, I do. That, that is yeah, the thing about that me. Is, that is true. Yeah. That is true. But um, so speaking of that inscrutability, the developers, uh, they're, you know, they they claim in articles and stuff that this, you know, kind of weird style of play, you know, the on rails aspect where you're just kind of picking the direction that you go as opposed to actually navigating and the and the puzzles uh, were created to intentionally deconstruct the player's expectation. Uh, they said Pee Wee's magic bullshit word deconstruct yeah um, to make it easier um and also to give you time to think about the story uh while you backtrack you know 
that that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I heard kind of a nifty interpretation, uh, like Reddit on Hardcore Gaming 101. Talk, I heard that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah talk, talking about how you know it's a commentary on like American expectations of freedom versus Japanese expectations. You know, kind of like yeah. the Eastern versus Western. Like all of it kind of reads like bullshit to me. Like I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm as much of a fan of like a weird interpretation like that. But uh, like any attempt to excuse the bad play in this as like oh it's a metaphor just kind of seems like no just accept that it's bad play. Like take the good yeah. with the bad, and there's yeah. a lot of bad here, and there's a lot of good, and just go with it. <laughs> yeah, just accept it for for what it is. There is yeah. a real like that's the reason this game is incredibly uh, divisive yeah. as far as the reception and. Uh, the reason being, you know, a criticism that was leveled against it, other than just the bad play, is that it's a lot of, you know, kind of style over substance, and, mm-hmm. you know, this what essentially what you're saying. But Suda Fifty One, and maybe not them specifically, but their defenders, always claim, you know, that this stuff's intentional. And it really strikes me. There's that wonderful Brian Eno quote that's like the difference between hitting a bullseye and shooting an arrow and drawing a bullseye around where you hit. Mm-hmm. And there's an element of the defense of this and No More Heroes and stuff that I really feel like is drawing a bullseye around what you hit. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, the shitty parts of No More, no More Heroes are just shitty. Like, just saying that they're – and even if it is commentary mm-hmm. on a thing and the point is I'm supposed to struggle through this really awful thing, like, you can't do that for a game. Yeah. You know, it works in, like, Illusion of Gaia when you're on the raft. <laughs> and that's it. You know, like, it's yeah. like – I mean, that's not true. I mean, there are a couple other areas where it's fine. But mm-hmm. you can't just do it for a whole game. Yeah, definitely. You know? And you that's know- not okay. I say this as somebody who really likes Killer Seven. Yeah, that's I was I was gonna save it for your birthday, but uh, I I really like this game too. I was kind of amazed to find that I did, but I really like this game. One second, like it is it is very very good. Yeah, um, it is hard to recommend. Oh yeah, like it's it's one of those games where it's like I, I said it on Facebook, but like it's one of the best games that we've done that I think has one of the wor- puts one of its worst feet forward. Oh yeah, of anything we've ever done, and this is like Temple of Trials and Fallout Two and yeah. like all that stuff. Like this has a, sh- and we'll talk about it like in order, but like this has a <laughs> shitty beginning. Yes, it does, and it's so bad. And I was so angry. Like I'm like playing. Mm-hmm. I'm like I can't believe I fucking have to do this. And now, um, you know that we've launched the the Patreon and like people are literally paying us to do the show. Uh-huh. I am much less likely to do a sort of mana and be like fuck this shit. Like. <laughs> nobody's paying me for this <laughs> I don't need to waste my time on this uh, but now like i you know i i feel like i owe it to everybody to you know get through all the games we do uh-huh. and uh i really was happy i did because it gets yeah. so good yeah but man does it like the beginning there's no way that that is like oh it's only shitting the beginning because it's supposed to be and then it gets no. good and you're supposed to nope nope it was just a fucking mistake yeah well they, they had plenty of chapters later on that could have served that for that purpose so much yeah. better right or it's not like it is you know too short of a game uh-huh. like it, it's yeah. like i mean it, <laughs> yeah. it, it is a long it's not that long of a game by game standards like it's not you're getting your 60 hours of mm-hmm. you know epic fantasy or what have you but it drags at mm-hmm. points even when it's good yeah, yeah like it is too it is too the stages are too long cutting mm-hmm. those two stages would have made this like a breezy you know triumph yeah as opposed to like a kind of bloated near success that's really interesting mm-hmm. and that um, interesting stuff like like the like the like the visuals dog like the yeah. like, like like the 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 weird gradient shading and just kind of the shiroscuro really high contrast like that like this game is always going to look good. Yeah, that's that's the the it's the Wind Waker lesson. Yeah. Like do cell shading if you want your game to always look good. Yeah. And if you want it to age like shit, do anything else. Like <laughs> Exactly. Just, if you want it to look like mud monsters running around yeah. on a on a four pixel by four pixel screen, you know, just just do anything else. But this yeah, make, 
good. Yeah. Make it, I was just going to say, make it look like a cartoon. Yeah. Because that's a, you know, a, a timeless thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the plot, like, there, like there, there's something there. Like I would call it, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it just, it's, it's incredibly hard to relate, but like, you know, it, 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 it provokes thought and it like references things that I, you know, don't necessarily have readily at hand. Like it pulls from, you know, like actual like geopolitical history and shit. Like, yeah. you know, in, 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 a, in a way that feels like, you know, for, for, for all the juvenile kind of, you know, sophomoric stuff in this, that feels like more like more sophisticated than uh, anything Kojima does, but like an order of magnitude. It is, it is sophisticated. I was trying to think of that because I read um, on GameFAQs, there's a really lengthy uh, dissection mm-hmm. of what's actually happening in this game. Yeah. Um, because I would be lying if I said I got more than like an inkling of it. Yeah. When I played the game, like I, I didn't. I was like, and at a certain point, I was just kind of along for the ride and not, you know, analyzing or anything. But there's a really like intense structural deconstruction of this. Mm-hmm. It's the magic word. Like when you hear it, kill yourself <laughs> real loud. The, um, the, uh, but uh, uh, I realized, like, I don't think this guy is wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I think this stuff was all intentional. But by obfuscating something this much, you're not doing anyone a service, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's also a very sophisticated uh, story that deals with themes and things I don't care about. <laughs> like, it was just it wasn't resonant to me in any way. And I don't know if it's like there's a real, uh, you know, Japanness to it. It might be something where, like, you come from that culture's history. Yeah, we just don't have the gonna, cultural vocabulary for it. Yeah, it just it did not resonate with me. Like, once I figured out what it was about, it's like, I don't give a shit about any of this. Yeah. Like, just have these weird things happen and have, you know, if Quentin Tarantino wasn't limited by. You know, it's like a, like parts of it are like a Quentin Tarantino cartoon. Yeah. You know, like he's not limited by like a, a real life, um, and just and weirder. You know, mm-hmm. weirder and further and, and less coherent. Yeah. You know, just give me that stuff, and and just uh, that's good enough for me. I don't need to know what your thoughts are on, you know, Eastern <laughs> and Western politics. Yeah. On 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 Reagan's address to the Japanese legislature in 1980. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah. Like, you know, and, I just. Uh, yeah, you know, like, 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 fortunately, it works on a couple, you know, like on a couple of different levels. Like, if you take it just as like a neo noir film, like, I, I have the sentence here and I have to like read it out loud. It's David Lynch anime snatcher, Mist Maniac Mansion RE4. Is, yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. Is, is at least a partial recipe for this. Like, if, if you take this as like a David Lynchian, you know, noir film where like you're trying to figure out who's manipulating who, like, it, I feel like it works. To a certain yeah, it, it kind of works, but it also like I, it holds together in a way that just doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no yeah. sense given to screen time is not equal for equal. Yeah, you know, matters of importance. And the the Tarantino thing I think is huge in there. Like, that's the only thing I would add to that. Like, it is very accurate, but there's so much like Tarantinoy this yeah. and this. I'm like, that can be distasteful. Like, it's not mm-hmm. a hip thing to be really into that. But like, there's a lot of it here. Yeah, I feel like there are characters that are straight out of that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Is that the surprise you were alluding to that you ended no, up coming around? Yeah. Yeah. Because it, 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 by all accounts, this was like something I was going to hate. Yeah. And it seemed like a thing I was going to hate. And I hated it for the first two hours playing it. I was. I was yeah. dreading this episode so much. I was worried it was going to be like a knockdown, drag out kind of like a you know yeah. uh, like end of indigo prophecy kind of thing. Like, yeah. or like I was like, oh man, I don't want to like go into this oh, and have loves, feelings yeah. get hurt. No, oh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, nobody loves the end of that. Yeah, but nobody, like, I mean, we we've yeah. never got that drag out. Oh, yeah. you know, like it's Definitely. never been that bad. But like, yeah. this could have been it. 
Like I, I like this more than I like Deadly Premonition. Like considerably more. I don't think it's a better game. I think Deadly Premonition is really interesting and probably. I mean, maybe I do think it's a better game. I don't know. It, it got to me in a in a way that I wasn't expecting. Like, yeah. it's very surprising. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a lot of overture, but like, yeah. it, it's I don't I don't know. It's such a weird game. Like we're gonna get into it. And we're gonna get we're gonna, we're not going to get positive again for at least three chapters. Yeah, so yeah, we there, might there's as a well... lot of garbage. We're gonna complain about how inscrutable and how hard it was for us to figure any of this shit out <laughs> um, initially. So tell tell us everything about the plot, Cole. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you everything about the plot. The plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have to realize there was a promise made to Japan. Okay, so let's go back to post World War II, uh, 1957. Yeah, the diet. yeah. I think I think it's Diet. Uh, oh yeah. Is it yeah. Diet? It's there's a the well, yeah there's a there's actually is a thing called the Japanese diet. So when I read it, I thought yeah. of that that was actually a um, it's a theory in in longevity. Oh, and I was like, like and like, you know, yeah. Which so there is the Japanese diet, and then there's also the Japanese diet. Oh, yeah. So it is hard for me not to say, yeah, say diet when I read it because it is a thing. Hmm. Neat, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So our adventure game rules apply here, uh, insofar as laying out the entire plot right now uh, is going to ruin some of the fun. You know, like it, it is that noir. There are some kind of weird, wacky, highly telegraphed twists that we want you to kind of be along for the ride with us on in recollecting this. Um, also, it's entirely incomprehensible uh, if you present it literally, or sorry, linearly, both li- literally yes. and linearly. So let's just kind of hit the premise and then we'll watch the pieces fall in place as we go I'm along. Al- I also want to make like a, a rare uh, statement that we don't usually say, like, you know, because we don't talk about our spoiler policy on the show because it's the spoilers are implicit in the premise. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when we play something good, I feel like, you know, please stop if you haven't played this and, and go play it. I think if you, it's hard for me to think of asking people mm-hmm. to, to commit to this. Yeah. Like, it, I think it's worth it. If you don't think it's worth it, just listen to the episode and you'll hear a bunch of crazy shit. And I think that's probably fine. Yeah. There you know, somebody... Or to watch a Let's Play or something. Like, I think that that's probably an okay way to, to get into this. Yeah, so So. in in some of the discussion on Facebook, there was somebody who said, yeah, I read about this, and I'm really kind of curious to play it because it seems interesting on paper, but and I wanted to respond back, but I I felt like it would be too snarky, but like, Suda51 works really well on paper. Like, there are interesting ideas that are going to, if you are of similar mind to us, that are going to kind of tickle the right parts of your brain. But, um, you know, I, I think that if you listen to this, you know, at, at the very least until you're like, OK, this is something I want to see. Hearing about it now isn't going to necessarily take away from the bizarreness of of playing it because the game is so masterful, I think, at kind of like lulling you into this weird dreamlike state. So yeah. like like hearing it from us and experiencing it, they're going to be similar but distinct enough that like you're not going to ruin it here. So this is one right. that you can kind of have license to listen as far as you want. Yeah, that's that, yeah, that's all I really wanted to get out of the way. Yeah, and just you know, it's a it's better than nothing. Like if you picked <laughs> this up and was like, I can't do this, I don't blame you. And uh, you know, because I would have put it down if we weren't doing it for the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, but so no 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 harm no foul there. Cool. Uh, so you play as the Smiths, also known as the Killer Seven, uh, also are- known as Morrissey's old band. <laughs> Ah, true. Um, yeah. uh, a group of assassins who are led by the wheelchair-bound Harmon Smith uh, and his right man, or his right hand man Garshon Smith. Uh, all I like of the idea of a right man hand. Right, <laughs> <laughs> his right man hand. Yeah. Oh. And he's too sexy for his glove. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> so all of them are kind of these multiple personalities, but it's multiple people with multiple bodies that can only manifest one at a time. And when they want to switch, they disintegrate and then reform. Hold on. It gets weirder. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, you're kind of brought in the killer seven are hired by the U S government to attack heaven smile, which is a terrorist group that uses a virus to mutate its members into these laughing invisible creatures that explode on contact with people. Um, and they are the sole terrorist, um, in a version of, you know, uh, 200, 2011 that has a very geopolitical landscape. So, like, they, they, they make a point of showing, like, these guys just do terror. Yeah. That is the whole point of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and during this time, there is kind of a subjugated Japan that is working through a little bit of, like, a Cold War or, like, the you know, the beginnings of a, a conflict with the United States. Yeah. So, there's that as well. So, you've got uh, weird ghosts and you've got uh, countries. And, you know, at the heart of this uh, uh, conflict, there's a document called the Yakumo which is a Japanese text that would give the government, uh, any government, godlike powers to kind of shape society in their image. Oh, and speaking of gods, there are two evil gods manipulating everything via a chess game and a penthouse level of a trailer house, and yep. it just gets crazier from there. Like so it, there sounds, are... it sounds like I'm just being like, haha, lol, random, it's the weirdest thing. Like, I, I, I am not, like, prone to that kind of thing. It, it, it really does. Yeah. yeah. And, there, and there are, so there are four, you can hear, there are, like, four levels to the plot. And I think one of the things I realized is that, like, certain ones are very interesting to me and certain ones are not at all. Yeah. Like, if you have, you know, so you have the, the, the and the guy brings it up in that, uh, that uh, deconstruction secret word, kill yourself thing, um, which is like one <laughs> that. Stop the, saying the, kill yourself, <laughs> please. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, so, you know, the personal level with, with, uh, you know, Garcian and, and, and Harmon and stuff, I think is really cool. Uh-huh. And the terrorist, like, kind of level, mm-hmm. pretty neat. And the cosmic level, mm-hmm. I, okay. Yep. It's the political stuff that just fucking lost yeah. me. You know, that's that they spend so much time on that and that is just yeah. not very interesting. So, yeah. But some of it is very cool and I think that's what actually got, kept me going. Like I was always interested in what happened to mm-hmm. to the Smiths. Definitely. And, you know, and the they have a very of, interesting mythology behind them. Like, yeah, and, and and as and as you go on, so you know, the, the the idea is that you're an assassin, and that's kind of a that's kind of a running theme in Suda Fifty One's games. Is mm-hmm. kind of like just this notion of like, oh, what's you know, what like what is somebody who's hired to kill, right? Yeah. And you know, this again, Suda Fifty One is this weird mirror version of uh, you know Kojima, right? Like, like what does it mean to kill? What does it mean to be a hero, et cetera, et cetera? Like, and one of the awesome things about this, and you know, what we're going to get into as we establish kind of this rhythm that each of the missions follows you know falls into is you know in that personal and spiritual level all of your targets come back to visit you as kind of these this greek chorus of yeah. uh, of of ghosts right yeah yeah anyone you kill can show up and, and give you some some dialogue yeah at any given point and, and is always with you which mm-hmm. is a, a resonant kind of theme yeah um one of the things so you start off with it you know you have your different targets you're doing target zero angel and uh when you first start it gives you your mission number and mm-hmm. it says like mission 34 yeah i think like you're starting in the middle like this has been going on for a long time mm-hmm. um which is kind of important later yeah. on and it gives you a little subtitle there's a free-for-all building at the uh, celtic building yeah or free-for-all free for all. battle it's a free-for-all building yeah everybody bring your legos <laughs> yep. and play killer seven yeah um, it's, it's, it's got slides instead of stairs it has yeah. four arcades one comic book library and two swimming pools yeah <laughs> sweet yeah sweet sweet helicopter sweet. pad on the top hell yeah <laughs> cole ross second grade yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, you're headed here, and uh, really the only mission that you have so far is kind of the stated mission of the of the Smiths, uh, which is to stop me if you've heard this one before. Uh, no, it's to uh, it is to uh, take out kind of these heaven smiles. So they they identify that there are 14 of these kind of acting in a uh, terrorist cell, but that quickly is uh, is is uh, you know, uh, let's say proven incorrect i can't find the right word for that so i'll stop yeah. talking <laughs> yeah it's, yeah they're under the wrong impression yeah when they're, they're under false pretenses yeah um so you start off as garcia and then you're introduced to kind of the aesthetics of the game the like low camera angles when you're walking and and, and everything and uh, uh as soon as you you pass by this um security camera you switch into dan smith mm-hmm. so like two things that are three things that will switch you into another character mm-hmm. security cameras a certain television and then exploding into like a blood storm. <laughs> like those three things will turn you into somebody else. And Dan Smith is another one of those. Like I feel like he is a reference to an anime. Like he is like a Lupo or, yeah. um, or the guy from Cowboy Be- Yeah, Lupin yeah. or the guy from Cowboy Bebop or something. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's Irish. He's black Irish. Yeah. 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 That's neat. Kind of a Boondock yeah. Saints kind of thing. Oh, my God. No, I don't think the Boondock <laughs> Saints are neat. Huh. <laughs> Um, yeah. And you're given this uh, tutorial um, by Iwaza, Iwazaru? Yeah, yeah Iwazaru. Yeah. Iwazaru, who is like a gimp. <laughs> yeah. On so, strings. Yep. So he can only move. He's kind of held up by this ventriloquist, uh, you know, bungee cord kind of thing almost. And he pops up and he's kind of, uh, is it unfair to say your tingle figure? <laughs> yeah. Like one of one of some. Yeah. You know, one, one of a couple. Yeah. Um, one of the, and he has a, you know this goofy voice and he has these vocal tics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I can't remember he, they change every every level. Yeah. So every I can't chapter. What's the first so, one in this like, one? Like, like, like the first one is uh, oh fuck I, I I forget. A tight spot. <laughs> yeah, a tight spot. We're in a yeah we're, we're in a, tight a real spot. tight spot. Tight, tighter than tight. Yeah, tighter than tight. Um, but he also speaks so slowly, mm-hmm. and he's the only guy who's going to give you direct instructions on how to play the game yeah like i love that you you deal with this short tutorial later when you can actually do the kind of dictionary and learn you know how to do everything and what the game is about Mm -hmm. it takes fucking forever to like listen through his cute like you know this is a tight spot we're in a really tight spot (laughs) in order to do this in the name of harman yeah in the name of harman like these you know and you can't skip through or you can skip it but you can't read it and click through or anything like there's no way to speed it up and it takes forever it's like one of my least favorite tutorials like in video games here here's what a blasted hellscape my mind is like for Iwazaru and for some of the remnant psyches i would be in the middle of it and i'd be paying attention and i would think okay i can check my phone but you can't because they don't <laughs> nope. speak english or they do like in, in the japanese version of this game they are speaking and I, it's you know i read this online so i'm going to use the term even though it's not the best term i think i don't know if we can say english yeah like they, they spoke spoken japanese accented english mm-hmm. and uh and but the syntax is really weird and everything because the the people who spoke it were not great at speaking english mm-hmm. um so they thought it would be more confusing if they left it like that so they actually added the ghost voices and subtitles for the yeah. american version yeah which does mean you can't look at your phone. You can't do anything during that, which I would do all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's so bored. And then, like, yeah. oh, fuck, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's also worth saying that this is the only place where there are subtitles in the game. So, yes. Yes, yeah. So big, big check uh, in, the, in, the, in the negative column for this game for not having, uh, for, for, A, for not having subtitles, and B, for having dialogue so compressed that it makes uh, Final Fantasy XII sound like Metal Gear Solid Four. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. is. It, like it is unlistenable. <laughs> yeah, it is. It I is have to a look up a game. script. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. 
Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so this, the, he he's one of the remnant psyches, and he kind of like lays out, uh, you know, like like where these things come from, saying, "Hey, some of them wanted to die, some of them didn't want to die. I was one of the ones who wanted to die. You did me a favor." And you know, it, him being all gimped up, and also his extremely subservient manner towards you um, is uh, you know a little bit creepy and unsettling. Yeah, yeah, or a lot That's creepy weird. and unsettling. Yeah. Um, you end up in the, this kind of save room. It's not always a save room, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like you're in in the room with a TV, so you can always switch characters or spend experience points or wake up characters, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, you can visit the, the, that tutorial I was talking about that is awful. Um, and sometimes you have Samantha who is in save maid mode where she looks like a maid and she'll save your game for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when the lights are off, she is just this kind of like wild teenager. Yeah, she's a millennial. Um, she yeah, everything yeah, she, to be handed to her. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why she doesn't just, you know, get a job and buy a house like anybody else. Um, <laughs> and that got frustrating to me, too, because they're not consistently save rooms. Right. Not that it matters that much, because, like, I only needed a save room when I wanted to stop playing. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't uh, the the penalties for dying are not that harsh. Right. But, but, but the game does not tell you that or anything. Like, <laughs> right. I restarted as soon as I, because it took me a while to figure out how to play. Mm-hmm. I died against the first couple uh, Heaven Smiles and restarted because I was like, oh, I'm so early in the game. I don't want to lose this character. Oh, yeah. You thought it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle situation? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Classic TMNT situation. Yeah. TMNT sitch. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we should probably explain the way that, be- that you know, that death works in this. So yeah. uh, you play as, uh, what is it, five. So you, so you have five of the Smiths at your you know disposal when all of them are awake. Um, and in, if any of them die, Six. what? Yep. Um, no, no, the, 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 the seven are Harmon, Garshin. No, oh, now I'm going to have to look at a list. Yeah. Cause it, well, cause you can be Dan. Yep. Um, you can, Dan, Kevin, Kevin Smith, yep. director of Mallrats and Dogma. <laughs> um, you can be, uh, Kata. Yeah. Kata. Yeah. Kata. You can be, um, Khan. Khan. You can be Coyote. Coyote, and then the sixth one is, is um, Masked Smith. Mask. Yeah, so there's yeah. six you can play. As. Okay, cool. Yep. So yeah. you so you, so you play so you play a six of them. Garshan is the seventh. Um, if any of the other six die, uh, it's kind of a kind of a neat little corpse run. Um, and I say neat only in the sense that it is a non-standard death mechanic, which I I generally find really uh, you know entertaining uh, the, at the least. You know, in kind mm-hmm. of a Herx Adventures kind of way. Um, you take Garshan, and he uh, he can see the heaven smiles from farther away, uh, but his gun is really weak, and he goes and gathers up the remains, uh, specifically their head, which is in a paper bag. Yep. And then uh, yep. takes it back and revives them through a button mashing game. Yes. Yeah. And what this means in practice, as neat as it sounds, is that if you get to an area that's hard, you have to get there the first time with mm-hmm. with your guy, yep. get there a second time with Garshan. Then get there again with the guy again. <laughs> yeah. And that's if you don't die again. Like, you just have to keep making this death mm-hmm. run yeah. over and over. And if Garshan dies, then the game is over. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, so mm. yep. Uh, you know, it's neat in theory. <laughs> Communism yeah. works in theory. Yeah, in theory, yeah. yeah. But it's actually pretty annoying. <laughs> yeah. um, it would be fine if, like, when you got there, you could resurrect him there. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I'm and fine making like... one death run. Mm-hmm. You know, I do it in Dark Souls all the time. But this is, like, the double death run, which I do not like. Yeah. Um, yeah. You run into uh, Travis, who's mm-hmm. another one who's gonna guy who's gonna be around you all the time, who looks creepy as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I love the way this character looks. Yeah. Well, it's the fact that he doesn't have any eyes. He has no eyes or no teeth. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. He just teeth. has a big open mouth and a big black eyes. Yeah. And uh, he's the first person who you killed. Yeah. Um, so he, he stays with you, the first target. Yeah. And, and uh, tons of information. Yeah, tons of information. It's a very complicated relationship with the Smiths. Uh, you get the sense that it was kind of sexual when he died. Based on yeah. this first description here, 
Yeah. Um, and also he wears incredibly tight uh, T-shirts and uh, tank tops that have very suggestive words written on them. And yeah. that was one of my favorite touches was seeing whatever the new one was. I think his first one is sexual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. yeah and they're just big block letters on a yeah, pink yeah. T-shirt. Like it's, like, it's not. It's like, a, it's like Frank's hats on 30 Rock. Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, every time you run into this guy, I, I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's kind of your exposition dump. He starts off very conf- confrontational, but he ends up being your most trustworthy because he's not as uh, completely, you know, bug nuts crazy as uh, as, as he was Aru is. Right. Yeah. Right, right. A little bit more direct. Yeah, so you know you have Dan here, and you know Dan is your primary combat guy. Um, I ended up using him a lot just because uh, he got results. Uh, damn it! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you can. It should be noted that like in reading online, like I ended up using him a lot as well. But you can build up like since you have a level up mechanic, you can build up whoever you like. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of people, like Khan is very good for things, even though I barely ever used him. Yeah. You know, according to the internet, like I chose Dan, but you don't have to choose Dan. Yeah. And like the nice part is, with the exception of a couple of with a couple of enemies that you like need specifically mask to play. Um, you know, Tons of to fight. Yeah, like which the is, second half of the game is all mask all the time, which is really dumb. Yeah, because it completely breaks your rhythm to go to go into it. Like all of them are pretty competent at, at you know at, at fighting. You know, granted, Kaede uh, was pretty useful too. So it was you know it was all Dan and all Kaede all the time for me. But like yeah. as you switch around them, it, you know, like none of them are entirely useless in a fight. So there was like a natural like as you progress, and because their health bars are persistent, it was like okay, I'm going to use up this one a little bit, then switch to the next one, switch to the next one, and it was and it was kind of fun to approach these different fights you know with a with 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 a character that has a different you know move set i actually like the shooting in this game a lot yeah i don't i don't know if i do um like i don't think it's necessarily bad mm-hmm. but I, I but i don't love it like yeah. it's a little fiddly i felt like i felt like um is it i mean what it is is it, it's i think it was my spread stat or whatever whatever yeah. my waiver stat mm-hmm. was was not high enough so like i just felt like i was i would miss when i didn't feel like i should miss yeah you know, and that was the first one that I leveled up on on every person. I think I got that to level two or three before I did anything else on all of them. Yeah, so, yeah. so I always I always ended up doing power or whatever would give them like the special ability. Yeah, that, that they would have. The um, I didn't like that, and I also don't like the shooting in that. Uh, I feel like in, if you're gonna have a rail shooting game, um, you should only ever have enemies coming from the front. Mm. Um, you should never have things coming from behind because you know all I can do is hear it. I don't know what direction it's coming from, yeah. and I can kind of swap back and forth, and I can see what they were trying to do to yeah. make that tense where I'm like looking behind me, but it didn't work. Or if you go up to the end of a T intersection, mm-hmm. and okay, so do I have to just sit here and wait and see if the thing comes around the corner, or do I risk going around the corner and just running right into the thing because yeah. they blow up when you touch them? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I didn't mind the shooting; like I get, came to be okay with it, but I yeah. never like liked it, liked it, like I got. Yeah you know fine yeah it just it, it felt simple enough in the variety in the enemies especially towards the end um you know like just the way that they were mixing it up you know made for interesting play for me see um, i like I, I would agree with that part except for i would say in the middle because then yeah, the end it was way too much mask show yeah I suppose. like way too many mask only yeah. enemies but yeah. the middle like there's definitely a period where they i think it's like right around when they start introducing the rolling enemies like the yeah, spherical that's ones it, like, i yeah. like that yeah that's towards, kind of towards like the end of uh sunset yeah yeah um, what I will say about the enemies coming from you know various directions, it is kind of bullshit when they come up from behind you. However, the fact, however, the fact that they are um, you know invisible makes you paranoid as shit. 
And that yeah. is one kind of instance where I will I will take there like that seems like an intentional choice because you hear mm-hmm. that laugh and immediately you are locked down, scan, see where this thing is. And there were a lot of times where I lost vigilance and, you know, got hit by something. It's like, oh, I should have been paying more attention. Like I should have been more afraid. And that to me is pretty effective horror. Yeah. And well, and given that it also has like a negative just in that, like I agree with you, but one of the things that's frustrating about it is that since it relies on audio cues so much and because the meats of the, you know, the meat parts of these levels are not very good usually, not always, but generally like the middle of the levels, like it's kind of the endings of the yeah. levels that I think are the best. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a podcast game. Yeah. Like I kept thinking like, oh, could I just like listen to something while I'm just traversing this fucking town forever <laughs> in chapters three or four? And uh, you can't do that because you have to constantly be listening. Yeah. So it is a weird, uh, I guess it creates a tension in that, like, you have to be vigilant and stave off boredom in a way that, like, you would have to do in real life. It's really weird, but, like, ever since, like, Fallout 3, like, around the time of the of the economic collapse, I was listening to, like, Planet Money and playing Fallout 3 in late 2008, and I, and I developed the muscle to pause and unpause in, in, in response. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a speed chess player knowing when to stop the clock. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so I, I didn't run into that problem at all. And I, I feel like I need to put a caveat around anything like this in the future now. <laughs> yeah, I just, I couldn't, I had to pay attention to the game. Yeah. Which, which very rarely, you know, not very rarely, but in those little level parts, mm-hmm. does not engage you with speech. Yeah. Since all of the, you know, the ghosts are going to speak in ghost mm-hmm. speak. Yeah. So you're, so you're like, again, you're not, you're not playing over the, uh, the speech track in your mind, except. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, there's a pretty cool scene with Dan when you get to the parking garage um, uh, because you're looking for soul shells, which are kind of the, the you know the plot coupons to get you forward. And there's a really spooky Silent Hill-esque ghost that hangs from the ceiling outside of any room that has one of these soul, sh- uh, soul shells in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you make a discovery that these things are breeding. Like there is specifically a kind of uh, heaven smile that lays eggs called the duplicator that only Dan can kill with his uh, crazy little anime shot. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite kind of through lines in this is as you progress, these the, like the, these eventually get to be room consuming. Yeah. 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 They, they the, get and they look really, really cool. Like just this corrupting goo, you know, presence, this organic, yeah. you know, creature nesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, they ended up being, they kind of function as mini bosses. Yeah. Mechanically. And you know, I ended up really liking them because I think it's one of the few times the shooting works as far as like kind of balancing tension because you always have these eggs rolling towards you. Yeah. And you have to remember to do a lot of things. Like I have to shoot this egg. I have to scan for the smile that pops out of it, kill it, and then have enough time to actually shoot the target on the duplicator. Yeah. Um, and it just it can got very like frantic at several part, points. It's like a little things. ritual, and if you yeah. you know if you if you get good at it, you can actually use these duplicators as uh, health recharge. Oh sure, or to grind if you if you want to grind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has an anti grinding feature in the game. Like you're only able to get so much thick blood mm-hmm. per stage. But yeah, yeah. I never, I never ground in this game. Like I never, never had to do. I just read that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I ran into it a couple times, specifically in Sunset, which I feel is like a, a much longer episode uh, yeah. than, uh, than 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 any of the others. And it's kind of funny because he puts a like you know like out of order sign on the machine. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. blood docks hanging up the yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So you take this out and you get your, your soul shell, which uh, looks like a crustacean bullet. <laughs> and when you when you get it, the voice from Luminous says, "You know, soul shell." <laughs> or something like that, like bullet. I think it says bullet. <laughs> bullet. Huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yep. Yeah. And so, <laughs> like the like the rest of this kind of plays out with you climbing up the uh, you know climbing up from the parking garage to get to the roof 
or you know to get to the higher levels of this uh of this celtic building and uh it plays a little bit into the puzzle structure just a just a bit like this is as resident evilly i i think as the game gets you know specifically mm-hmm. with watching people die horribly on your way up and, yeah yeah and again, really cool cutscenes. Like you know, I I I don't take pleasure in like torture porn or anything like that. But like the horror fan in me is like, oh, she's like walking at me. Everything must be fine. Oh shit! All the skins played off her back. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it's not torture porn. It just sometimes you know this you're is- in that situation. Your character's in that situation. Yeah. You want it to be high stakes and scary. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so, and so you're, you're kind of going up there and there are some puzzles, uh, such as, uh, what was it? You have to turn on the faucets or flush the toilet to get the, to get the, uh, firing or something to fall out of the radiator. I don't know. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah. If you run into something you can interact with, interact with it Yeah, and do it in the only way you can. If there are multiple mm-hmm. ways to interact with it, um, you know, if you get a, if you get a mysterious message, put on a ring, <laughs> if there are multiple ways to interact with it, go look for a poster in the same room yeah, or like down much. the hall. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's going to be a poster, and if you get really stumped, I don't know why. There's a uh, there, there's an NPC called Yoon Hyun, uh, mm-hmm. who carries a uh, like a Day of the Dead mask that thirsts for blood. Yeah, but it's he, not your it's not your disposable blood; it's your good blood. Yeah, you want know, thick blood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, generally you don't really have to do that. Yeah. Um, I, th- this has one of my favorite moments in the game uh, with one of my favorite uh, NPCs finding Susie's head in the uh, in the dryer. Yeah, Susie's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, Su- Susie's real good. I'm hoping that you use one of those uh, close-ups of Susie as the background image for the episode of the extra episode. <laughs> it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, because Susie um, is ahead and speaks uh, in ghost speak with punctuated by emoticons. Yep, like and, specifically yeah. Kirby emoticons. Yeah, Kirby, yeah, yeah, like big Kirby emoticons, <laughs> and uh, is uh, just has this very uh, violent, sadistic life that mm-hmm. she lived. Um, Yep. That you, you slowly learn about every time you encounter her. Yeah. So she gives you the rings back. Yeah. Like, like she she has them in a different location. She gives them back to you along with this anecdote about a horrible murder that she committed. Yes. You know, delivered yeah. as like a teenage girl. Yeah. You know, so she, she... She has that like a super spooky origin story where like her mom tried to kill her and herself. Mm-hmm. Like jumped out of a window, but she survived. Yeah. She landed on top. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So yeah, she, she kind of... Uh, um, comes across as a non-sexist Frank Miller character, almost. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, I don't know. Just just, just grasping at straws here. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but she's pretty good. Although she does serve as the fairy for the uh, for the for the most bullshit um, you know mechanic in the game, which is these rings, which are just elemental puzzles. Like you walk up, oh, there's a candle. I better put on the fire ring to light the candle and they're numbered which again plays into my theory that they dummied out some of the complexity on these puzzles to make it easier yeah yeah that could be yeah um yeah it starts off like getting captain planet rings and then it slowly you become like the mandarin because <laughs> you start off just getting elements and then you get like time and power <laughs> and stuff. strength the stamina yeah, strength, ring. yeah yeah so you become the mandarin start out as as wheeler become the mandarin <laughs> yeah but um, also, as you're going up, you find these uh, carrier pigeons, which have these uh, ongoing, uh, you know, missives between somebody named Johnny Gagnon and somebody named Amir. Mm-hmm. Which and, turned out to be very important in the end. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but they're but they're kind of nifty because they provide a little bit of background on uh, the Killer Seven. Um, and in some in some instances, it's the only like insight into these people that you get because there are only a couple of them that are that, that, that are given any kind of development at all. Yeah, they each kind of have a level that highlights them, mm-hmm. um, but the level does not always talk about them. Like, yeah. this is how I found out that Kevin Smith can turn invisible. 
like is through one of these things. I had no idea, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think you can eventually can learn that through the the Izoaru, you know, ongoing endless <laughs> yeah. tutorial. But I just got lost patience with and that. You didn't get distracted. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get. I haven't checked my phone during that part, yeah. which I probably did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there are a couple of like traversal um, abilities that you need to use for this. So Khan, uh, no, I'm sorry, Coyote. Coyote mm-hmm. is the Khan. Khan is yes. different. <laughs> Coyote's the thief, so he can uh, pick not padlocks, but handcuffs that are keeping doors closed. Yeah. So, so you have to use that here. He has the best. Um, if you hit someone's weak point, he has the best. There he goes, get fucked. <laughs> yep. Or no, you're fucked. You're fucked. I love when, that. When he, I love it so much. You're yeah. fucked. Yeah, and just pause and think about that. In 2005, I don't remember too many games that had like obscenity in it. Like when I first played no. this way back then, that seems like transgressive to me. Like, yeah, but, especially like, but, since it's player control. It's not like one time in a cutscene. Mm-hmm. Like you can literally just go, "You're fucked. You're yeah. fucked. You're fucked." Like over and over and over. Yeah. And this game is, you know, it, it, like it, it was, uh, it was involved in like some Jack Thompson controversy with, back when he was still uh, anything that anybody cared about ever. Yeah, yeah. And people were scared of that boogeyman. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, uh, there's also Kaede, uh who uh, <laughs> disturbingly slits her wrist to uh, to knock down barriers. Um, yeah. She has Iwazaru's wife as kind of her remnant psyche, uh, who helps her kind of like take those down. So, and she wears a uh, a blood spattered dress to represent. Uh, to represent, uh, like, what is it, traitorism? Yeah. You know, like, deceit? Yeah. 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 And uh, and the she has, like, kind of power over blood, too. There's a part where she specifically, like, sucks blood off of a wall. Yeah. In, in this part. And it's the, uh, it, it should be noted that uh, the code that where this part is, is it a Smith's lyric. It's a How it's, Soon Is Now. Oh. Is what it says on there, which is the title of, uh, I am human and I want to be loved. <laughs> like that song. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So another Smith's reference. There are a couple, like, pop culture references um like specifically like when you get blood you'll get these little like got blood yeah or uh, you <laughs> all the best you need one, is blood which, all you need is blood which is the best one yeah. yeah there's never any narrative justification for why you're blood powered and so far as like you know except for all humans are blood powered so yeah yeah it's the same narrative justification while we're blood powered <laughs> yeah. so. but i'm go looking for it sometimes, sometimes the... i give it away <laughs> yeah give it away yeah and so precious um yeah. Mm-hmm. So so you make your way kind of through these uh this puzzle and everything and eventually you if you've got the uh, the bullets the the soul shells you go up to the the gatekeeper of the the vinculum gate. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, vinculum means like a connecting. Yeah, yeah, thing. it's a mathematical symbol. It's the line that goes over a bunch of numbers to indicate that they're part of a set. Yeah. It's also yeah. Uh, uh uh oh man, it's a synonym for ligature and uh it is a uh kind of ligament as well. Yes. So, yeah, it's, so it's, uh, a, it's connecting two places. Yeah, and uh, in some in some different version, in some different language, I believe in German, it is translated as the knot gate. Yeah. So so you know like something that ties two places together. Yep. And uh, you're treated to the best music in the game in a game <laughs> that generally has really good music. Oh yeah, love the music. And this is great. And all you do is run through hallways to it, yep. which is awesome. Like, like it's, super subversive. It's like, like, hey, get get pumped. Get pumped for nothing. Yep. But that music is so good. Mm-hmm. 
so so good yeah and most of the things that we're describing you know like going through this gate and going into the hallway with the awesome music you're going to do it over and over again and so yeah. like like just the like once you figure out what that rhythm is I, I forget what i texted you but like you know i think as i think i said like once you figure out the cycle and you can kind of predict it and and go with it eventually it becomes you know like predictable and some of the what the fuck goes away Right. The, I don't. I that's what I thought. You, you told me that, and I was like, okay, well, maybe I just need to get this rhythm in order to uh, to to do this. And I think the game just gets better. I don't <laughs> think it's learning the rhythm. I think oh, it's just, so it's just the correlation. Game. Yeah, it just yeah. it just the game happens to get better at the time when you do get used to it. And, and even thinking back to the first time that I played it and playing it now, like just oh my gosh, how did I ever do it? You know, this must have been you know kid patience. I must I was in like my senior year of high school at that time, um, mm-hmm. obviously with a very rousing social calendar, and uh, <laughs> and uh, like, like oh man, but like like seeing that pattern and having it repeated over and over again, it felt like I was able to wrap my mind around uh, like at least a little bit of what happened to it. So you got you got a sense of kind of like the size and shape of it and so that kind of made me feel more comfortable with it and like kind of more receptive to like you know what was going to happen as opposed to thinking like when the fuck is this going to end start to make sense yeah yeah. i for me it was more just i had a reason to be interested Mm -hmm. you know like i wanted to keep putting up with the stuff and eventually i got used to it the same way you get used to anything yeah but it was you know i wasn't feeling as discomforted by it as i was kind of angry and bored Mm -hmm. And then eventually, you know, it just picks up. <laughs> First, I was sleepy. Then yeah, I and then I was sleepy, and then I was, yeah, then I tried to listen to a podcast and could. Then I checked my phone. And, um, yeah. yeah, right in front of the uh, so the Vinculum Gate always takes you to this parking garage, and right before you go into the next uh, kind of connecting place, you talk to Bloody Sunday, who's a creepy little kid informant, yeah, with and, glowing uh, eyes, glowing eyes, and has the the spookiest voice <laughs> of all of them, uh, the least human, and he just kind of tells you how to beat the mini bosses. Yeah, I get, kind of got surprised as the game went on how direct. The characters were telling me how to solve puzzles and who, oh, yeah. what, char- what you know, smiths I needed to use, and stuff like. The game is not really about that. No, it's you know, it will tell you who to use and what enemies are around the corner and stuff. Like straight up to the point where it will say, "Use the Hellion, use the Barefoot Girl, use yeah. the." Use, yeah. use the mask. And I got annoyed the mask. by that. Use the mask. Use the mask. Use the mask. Use the mask. <laughs> and then it's all yep. mask all the time. Yeah. I got annoyed by that because like I-, I wanted the game to like challenge me to figure it out. Yeah, me too. You know, like, like, and, and it, the surprises all come from the narrative and from the set pieces as opposed to the actual yeah. gameplay. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So you go in and you face your first mini boss. So like every time you go through, through the Vincum gate, you go through the right door and uh, you see Tess and he uh, he gives you that. And you see a new uh, a new kind of uh, smile, like an experimental smile. I think these are the ones that were made by the government. Hmm. Yeah. 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 So they're, they're the ones who were kind of like cobbled together in a Frankenstein-esque fashion. Um, and uh, they eventually show up as they do um, later on as actual enemies throughout the game. This is the speed smile. It's one that just kind of like runs at you faster. They eventually mm-hmm. get more interesting. But. Yeah, more interesting. And some of them are kind of bullshit, I think. Uh, yeah. uh, but most of them are fine. Um, you can't skip these. Like, you can actually skip any enemy you want if you have blood through uh, Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. And uh, these, if you try to go invisible, it says stop playing around. <laughs> so you can't, you can't do it. Um, yeah, you get through this, and eventually, um, you know, go to a security camera. You turn back into Garcian, and uh, you fight the actual mini boss of the of the level, or the actual boss rather, yeah. Angel, who um, you're in a round room, <laughs> and uh, you run around her and shoot her in the back. Yeah, uh, you don't run, you wheel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe am I thinking of the next one? Where you're um, in the circular room and you're trying to get behind the person to shoot the four wings. This is this is Angel. Like you, you, you are getting behind. Oh wait, are you? No, that's the person with four masks on the back. 
Yeah. You're right. This is the person where you're just shooting from a distance. This isn't even really a boss fight. I, in the next level, you fight the one where you're in a circular room, and no, you shoot the four masks on the back of the next person. No, the, 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 this, this is her. She's the cra- crazy anime as hell girl. Like, she has the big eyes, small mouth going on. You shoot the wing off, and then you shoot the bloody stumps that look like Kun Lan. Maybe. M- maybe. Maybe you're not. Like, so, so maybe you are Kaede. I thought that you were uh, Harmon, but I guess, I, I guess not. Yeah, I, I didn't think you were Harmon. I thought you were, you were Garcian, because you turn into Harmon. Mm-hmm. I think you do it after the fight, maybe. Yeah. Because you still do, you're still doing some fighting after this. Oh damn it! Who took who took these notes, Gary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember exactly. I know there's there's two boss fights. One where I just had to shoot some wings from across the room is no big deal, yeah. and one where I had to circle around somebody who was shooting yeah, me yeah. and shoot them in the back. Yeah, it's kind of the kind of like the the, the usual video game. Like, shoot me, I'm over here, and while you're distracted, yeah. I'm gonna get around you. Like, in and I was I was very worried fashion. like the boss fights were all going to be that, and yeah. they actually do a really good job of having a, a wide variety. Yeah, even though many of them are more or less interactive cutscenes, mm-hmm. but uh, they do a good job of having a variety of boss fights. Actually, yeah, I thought. Yeah, and I, I and I like so I get the sense that the game is making fun of anime. <laughs> yeah, like well, yeah. like or or at the very least, it is a it is a loving ribbing. That it's giving it, but yeah, like there, there are at least two instances where somebody anime as hell shows up, or at least three, actually. Yeah, yeah. and one that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> um, a little bit later on. Um, mm-hmm. After she dies, you switch into uh, Harmon, mm-hmm. and you, you roll up, and he's got an anti-tank sniper rifle. Yep. Um, you know this old cool assassin who's kind of dressed like a Catholic priest, mm-hmm. and uh, you run into to Kun Lan, and you find out that you're kind of old friends, or you have some kind of relationship. And he has a glowing hand. You can just shoot him and nothing happens forever. Mm-hmm. But you have to shoot his hand and he catches the bullet and flies across <laughs> the, the city. That's so cool. It's super cool. It's very anime as well. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, but it's still, it's still very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, there's a bunch of talking about their conflict and the, the politics and, oh, how the cycle continues and blah, blah, blah. But all it sounds like is... Wah, 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 yeah. Wah. Yeah, it is very hard to understand. <laughs> Except one of the whoa, whoa, whoa is uh, is is uh, what is it? Mad Dog Murdoch. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is that actor. It is it is Murdoch from the A Team who who voices Harmon in all of his forms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's it for that level. Yeah. No real information about the world is given here, except that there are ghosts, um, and uh, like it, it doesn't leave you uh, with with very many answers as to what's going on. Um, by the end of this, I, I felt like I had a little bit of a grasp, at least on how it goes. Like I felt like I was in a little bit of a flow, especially in regards to how to navigate some of the spaces. Um, yeah, you know, but uh, the, like the, the, it'll dip in and out of that right there. But I agree with you that this is this is a very bad first impression. The the second chapter I think is very bad as well. Yeah, or the second part I think this I think the second part is actually a little bit worse yeah. um, because it's like twice as long. <laughs> and the uh, I don't think the game actually gets good until Cloud Man. Yeah. Um. You know I was I was not enjoying myself. Yeah. Up until that point. Mm-hmm. Um. This starts off with this very and you got in the I was I would say this if you didn't um, very Kojima esque kind of anime exposition dump about you know war. And uh, by 1998, all nuclear technology, um, except for intercontinental ballistic missiles, were destroyed in the missile shows, mm-hmm. which was this, uh, you know, them being kind of detonated in, uh, in the sky. Yeah. And, which, uh, which would have yeah. shut down every single piece of electronics and sent us back into the Stone Age. But yeah. <laughs> we digress. Yeah, no. 
Yeah, they just wanted to say missile shows. Yep. And, and uh, international travel is shut down to stop terrorism. Um, and so there are intercontinental railroads, mm-hmm. which, is, which is interesting in a massive city over the ocean that you'll never see yep. or interact with or, or anything. It's just a throwaway detail. Yep. And uh, eventually the Heaven Smiles show up and, and blow people up. Mm-hmm. So. And so yeah. this this is the context, and I don't. I'm trying to decide if they like if they would have led with that context, would I have just immediately dismissed it as bullshit? Or does, um, does, does it feel like it earned it by this point? No, it felt to me it felt unconnected to why it just did. Yeah. And having beat the game, that all makes sense. The reason why Target Zero is what it is and stands on its own mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, after you beat the game, mm-hmm. you know, but it it's, is kind of unconnected to this. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, uh, even if they led with this and then did target zero, I would have been like, what does that have to do with the fucking missile dump and stuff? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it doesn't right. have anything to do with that. Yeah. Or the only thing it explains is the killer or the, uh, heaven smiles. Yeah. So, yeah. And they don't give any reason why they are, you know, monstrosities that are made of tumors. It's just yes. <laughs> in the cutscenes, it's just dudes who smile and then blow themselves up. So yeah. I'm not sure what, um, and the implication is that Kunlan is the one who is behind the heaven smiles, but it's a little bit more yes. complicated than that. Um, yeah. And so like the, it's, it's important that they give this exposition here at the very least, because, uh, you know, this chapter and then kind of like, as it goes on your targets and a lot of the NPCs are just going to be random and distinguishable Japanese politicians Yes, from the UN party. And so like the, there are two, they get real kind of cool, real, real fast, but otherwise it's just kind of, I feel, I feel terrible saying this names that are really hard to follow in a sign and keep yeah. straight, so you're just kind of going until it stops. Me too. Like I, and that's just something that, and it's not specific to Japanese. Like it's always mm-hmm. gonna like a language I do not understand. Yeah, that's gonna be difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just the case. So I definitely have that that problem as well. Yeah. And, um, and I kind of like the idea of like this inter-party strife. Like you know, the UN party being the conservative and the Liberal party coming up, and like that. You know, for for, for as much as the political aspect of this is uninteresting, uninteresting, it could have been cool. But I don't know. I yeah, I just don't think it, it did it that well. No, no, like, it just wasn't as compelling as like the cool multiple personality yep. <laughs> assassin with like seven very distinct, you know, mm-hmm. neat personalities that suggest like grander backstories than they actually see and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like that was just way more compelling and way yeah. more interesting. Like I'm always going to want a smaller story. Like yep. we talk about that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, True. so you start off with it, you know, you're going to have this kind of repeating thing where you start off in, in Garshin's trailer. <laughs> and uh, the first thing you're going to notice is, is that there's kind of screaming going on all the time whenever you're here. There's like yelling. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you don't really learn what that's about until way later. Um, but you, you don't really know where to go. You go into Harmon's room and uh, Samantha in teen mode um, is just like you give it like she's a caretaker but doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she keeps talking about how she has to get to class and she's mad at him for not eating. Mm-hmm everything and one of the things so we know there's multiple personalities involved the game is doing going real hard to suggest that these all this stuff is happening in his head yeah like that's the conclusion i came to at this point mm-hmm. like yeah. oh this is a fantasy of a man who's dying like an old man who's dying yeah he's like did, did you think that as well yeah yeah definitely yeah. um just because the, like the, every, everything leads to him or points to him being kind of the like the host for all these different personalities you know mm-hmm. And this is his way of like projecting his uh, himself outward. So even on the meta- metaphysical level, what it's doing is trying to put him at the center of it. Even right. even going so far as on the box art, Harmon is at the center of it. 
and even and specifically having him kind of be in a vegetative state. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a little bit like a you know like a shitty ver like not shitty version a way better version of Sucker Punch. <laughs> you know, like like this is yeah. him being abused, and this is the the cool fantasy life he's making for yeah. himself. Have you ever seen Identity? No, it's not great, but it plays with this idea in a very interesting way. I like the idea. Yeah, yeah. It's John Cusack. Hmm. Yeah, it can be good or bad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, th- 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 that's what that's what they're pointing it to. Elder abuse is awesome, isn't it, guys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very uncomfortable. Like I found, it a lot. it's almost as cool as fucking an old dude. Yeah, <laughs> which, which also happens. happens later. Yeah. Oh, uh, in yeah. This, the, the, just in general, I didn't want to see what happened here. So, yeah. Samantha is okay. the worst. Yeah, she's, she's like, pretty rough. In, in every regard. So, like, people, you know, the, the kind of spiritual successor to this that came out, uh, Killer is Dead, uh, mm-hmm. got a lot of flack for, uh, rightly so, for having those kind of, like, oogling mini, like, mini games, like, where you have to, like, look at a lady's chest until you get points kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Even this kind of has like some real exploitative stuff that I'm just not comfortable with. It's, it's that, it's that kind of, it's that flashy style, like yeah. sexy, you know, kind of thing he's going for, Yeah, you know, and it's like, it just doesn't, it's the Tarantino in him. Like, yeah, yeah not into it. Um, so eventually you, you know, you turn into Harmon, mm-hmm. right? Is this the first level where you have to turn into him on the TV in order to yeah, get out of the yeah. thing? In, in, yeah. in order to get him to, uh, to kind of come, come alive. Yeah. And then you can yeah. talk to him and, and, uh, you get this, you know, Garcia and kind of bows to him even. So you get even more of that impression that, He's the, the the main figure, which actually does end up making sense in the end as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this repeating element of getting um, this phone call where Mills calls you and says, you know, the Republic Party can use your vote if you haven't decided. And this is very much like a, a way that the government or, or people are communicating to the Killer 7. Yeah. Like, come meet me. I have a job for you. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Come meet me at the same overpass in Seattle every single time. Yep. Do you think Suda51 yep. thinks that everybody in America lives in trailers? it's <laughs> a good question yeah it may be all evidence points to yes yeah <laughs> so. yeah trailers or uh, hotels yeah yeah yep mm-hmm. uh but you go there i like mills a lot he's a cool character yeah yeah yep, yep. yeah yeah so he gives you some exposition and uh, this gets into the japanese american politics you're going after uh, you're going after um what is a governor who uh yeah. owns a, a a japanese restaurant in america and uh, the, the is, did, I forget, did they introduce the Yakimo at this point? Or is that just something that No, I think that happens a little up? bit later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. But uh, you're going to go there in uh, what, could, what, what could be a really interesting, like, architecturally um, kind of place, you know, but uh, isn't? No, not, not remotely. Yeah. The, the restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, it's awful. Like, yeah. it, it goes on forever and it just keeps going and going and going. Yeah. Like, it is very, very boring. Mm-hmm. Um. You get to you start introduced to these puzzle elements where you just get to a, a traversal thing that only one of the masks can or one of the smiths can take care of, mm-hmm. and uh, you're using mask for the first time. We should talk about him a little bit because I think he's kind of an interesting subversion mm-hmm. um, in that he is so powerful that you want to use him, but you cannot advance if you do because right. he cannot collect blood because he shoots grenades. Mm-hmm. So that you know you can't blow you can't collect blood from an exploded corpse. Um, <laughs> But you want, like, you know, you want to use them. Like, that temptation being there the whole time is pretty neat, Yeah, I think. I always found them a little, a little bit underwhelming because I liked the ones who kind of had, uh, like, a, like, a higher rate of fire mm. um, a little bit or were, were a bit more precise. I found his, like, you know, the fact that, you know, he, he, he dual-wields grenade launchers, uh, which is pretty sweet. He is, is a, he is a luchador. Uh, it is metal. Yep. Um, yep. 
or at least it is mariachi. Um, yeah. <laughs> is it mariachi? Um, but uh, you know, the fact that you only get one shot and it takes them, you know, like a like a like a non-trivial amount of time to reload. Um, actually, I found myself disempowered when I had to switch to him, and I instantly wanted to get back to you know either Kaide or uh, or Dan uh, to get kind of that more precise angle to it. He well, so those certain smiles I really liked using him for even in the beginning, but all he upgrades constantly. Yeah, yeah. And eventually can reload really fast, and then gets unlimited bullets and doesn't have to reload. Right. So like they answer all of those things and keep mm-hmm. ramping up that temptation. Yeah. You know, to, to where in the end, where like I was kind of wanted to beat the game, um, I was using him a lot and just was not advancing my characters very much. Yeah. Because I just wanted to kind of speed through. Even where insidiously you don't get any thin blood, so you can't heal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And but he has the most health. Yeah. You can kind of you can kind of tank a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I oftentimes used him too because I ran into a couple times where a where a smile would one shot me mm-hmm. if I was a weaker character, and that's some bullshit. <laughs> so like I liked being him when I was just walking around because if I did get hit by anything like those fucking airplane ones that are Ugh. impossible to actually kill, um, I wanted to not die right away. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, I like his voice. He sounds like an IT guy. Yeah, he or like a real young guy. Yeah. Like he's like a kid. Like he sounds like I thought of him like sounding like a kid. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he also has some of the most impressive uh, cutscenes, such as now when he headbutts a boulder into. Yeah, and, and he and he's like he's the the star of this chapter and many chapters to come. Yeah. Like this is the beginning of like this is the mask show <laughs> in a lot of ways. It's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but you get through and you have kind of a neat uh, a neat scene with some of the like the hosts and waiters who uh, end up revealing them revealing themselves to be having smiles, and uh, mask shoots them and ends up setting the restaurant on fire. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you end up kind of going in, um, yeah, and then it's just a bunch of running around in hallways. Uh, you find Susie with Coyote uh, revealing kind of his other power, which is to jump real high. Yep, the eagle has landed yes. on the roof. <laughs> yes, yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, this, this, this is where she talks about her mom. She says, you know, stupid mom with all her reasons, which is yeah. my favorite lines. It's a, a great line. Yeah. A great line. Um, you run into Travis who kind of sets up what's going to ultimately be like a moral choice in this game, mm-hmm. which is choosing between the United States and Japan. Yeah. I got um, so frustrated with that because he lays it out. Like it's going to happen in this chapter. Yeah. And, then, and it doesn't happen for hours and hours, yeah. like 10 hours later, you will deal with this. Talk about a time bomb. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. But also, like, I want to deal with it in this chapter so I can get done with it because you immediately <laughs> after this chapter do stuff that I'm way more interested in. Mm-hmm. Like, he would, this was like a, a, a portent of the more boring game this could be mm-hmm. if it was a little less off the wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's kind of an interesting scene in a field. I love the way that field looks anytime mm-hmm. that this uh, game gets out of hallways. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's visually striking, really. It's got kind of a black and white uh, silhouette effect to it. And there's like mm-hmm. this uh, heaven smile tree that K.A. can dissolve with her blood. Um, yeah. Again, real kind of cool. Um, yeah. But otherwise, it's just a bunch of use the water ring to water some flowers and you're good. You're collecting these odd engravings, which don't have any reason to exist aside to be, uh, you know, to be hex cranks. So. Yeah, puzzle keys. Yeah, yeah, for everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and one of the things I did, like I didn't do it in this chapter, but a little bit later on when I was in a hurry, this game subverts a couple things. Like one, we said it's not that big a deal if you want to like listen to the show and haven't played it, you know, at least listen as long as you want to. It's also not that negatively affected playing it with a walkthrough. Right. Like just knowing, like okay, I'm at a fork in the road, and I would rather just know which way to go first. Mm-hmm. Doesn't actually hurt that much the gameplay, or at least right. it didn't for me. 
you know, I didn't never have that much fun exploring the the levels. Like the end of the levels and the kind of set pieces were always what was interesting. The actual meat of the levels was never my favorite part. Right. And it was okay to have a guide for that for me. Mm-hmm. So, which is rare. Like I don't do that. I don't play a game with a walkthrough open, but like it kind of works in this game. You know, not so much here, but a little bit later, especially the two town levels, which are full of, you know, are very maze-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And backtracking is kind of a staple of survival horror games, and it really just depends on what kind of affordances it gives you um, right. in terms of kind of mitigating that. Sometimes right. it can be real, real interesting. Um, like, uh, I would say Resident Evil 1 kind of nailed it in a, in a huge way, especially the remake, how they, yeah. uh, you know, again, sub, uh, subversions. Uh, you know, if you want a survival horror game to be good, you just have to take somebody's expectation and completely do the opposite or, you right. know, plus one it. And uh, this one really doesn't do that. It just kind of gives you a different set of a, a different set of enemies depending on which door you come in. Right, and the enemies respawn. Yeah, and depending on which side of the the room you enter in, sometimes they can be too fat, too close to react to right. properly. Like that part is very sloppy, mm-hmm. you know. Or it could be that T intersection thing where you hear the laugh. You don't know if you can exit the room because mm-hmm. you can't control the camera and you just have to stand, stand there and wait. Yeah, a little bit frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a cutscene with Mask and uh, what seems to be a very jittery cook. Yeah. He Who you can tell is up to something. Yeah. He headbutts a bullet out of the air. Yeah, which is badass. Yeah. Again, anime is fuck. I think yeah. we might like anime, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like when it's, when it's not being serious, it's kind of fun. Yeah. You know? Um, I like this guy because he he's making fun of anime, too. Mm-hmm. So. True. Yep. And uh, you get to, uh, you know, one of the... Uh, mini bosses the phantom smiles yeah who, uh i like i like these guys because one of them looks like a sunflower man the other one looks like dave Grohl from the everlong video he's <laughs> <laughs> has a gigantic hand and the, the, i like them too because they're no big deal like they're yeah. fun to kill like the weak point is easy to get like it's mm-hmm. satisfying to hit these weak points mm-hmm. and uh like some of them you know the ones that roll that are not spheres mm-hmm. like their ones are just a little too hard to hit or those yeah. plain ones which i mentioned but these guys are great yeah did you ever uh did you ever miss the weak point on these guys uh, yeah. yeah, and they, and they uh, warp teleport, up to you. Yeah, teleport in front of you and blow up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those rolling ones are kind of cool, too, with the green face. Um, I, I like, like the I green like, face ones. Yeah, the green face ones, especially because they make like a little uh, little music box sound as they roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they, yeah, they look like solar shields. Like they're <laughs> like little solar spheres. Yeah. Um, and then this yeah. uh, this this level also introduces the uh, the bomb head ones, which just have the like the shutters on them. Yep. Also, yeah. no no big deal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is the part I was talking about when they introduced the sphere ones. This is where I like the variety of enemies and they all feel manageable mm-hmm. and none of them feel cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, kind of the ending cutscene of this, uh, I hesitate to call it a boss fight because, like, really what it is, you have uh, Julia, who looks to be the secretary for uh, Fukushima, who's the target. Um, she's actually an assassin and kills him and challenges you to a duel in a burning building. And really, the duel is who can shoot the other person four times. Yeah, you just tap. <laughs> yep. You just shoot, 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 shoot. And then you get scored at the end in a very arcadey way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, you think that this would be the end of the level, and this would have been plenty big. Oh, yeah. For, for the level, but it is not. It is <laughs> no, Now there's no part two of this. There's a whole second part. Yeah, which, which is just as big. Which would have just been another target, except they wanted to make it so that there are only seven missions total. Yeah, as opposed exactly. to the reality, exactly. which is there are somewhere approaching 12. Yeah, pretty annoying. Yeah.
Yeah, so you get another call, and your job is to kill Jean DePaul, who is that waiter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who eventually just turns into Solid Snake. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get a cutscene with these uh, Japanese politicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Matt Sukin, which I don't know if I got, their, got the name myself, um, but I'll, I'll take your word for it, yeah. um, shoots them in the head and mm-hmm. uh, doesn't totally kill them. Right. It just knocks off parts of their head. Yeah. And uh, Kunan revives them. And it's great. Yeah. Like, they have, like, super spooky voices now mm-hmm. and uh, and are really unnerving to look at. It's like in uh, the Highlander movie, or it might have been one of the sequels, where the guy has his head just kind of, like, sta- held on by staples a yeah. little bit. It's like that grotesque kind of body horror, like, how are you still walking around um, kind of thing. They, they, they look great, and they are always kind of presented in pairs and are very mm-hmm. stoic. Like, the, the, they're not bothered at all by their condition. So they, they, they cut a very spooky figure when they, whenever they appear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so that, that kind of sets it up. You, uh, you're, you're going into this, uh, I forget, it's like the Kuma building or something like that. And, uh, yep. yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just a big, unremarkable building that happens to have a gambling theme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really boring building. Yeah. Big, dumb, boring compound. At least the puzzle to get in is kind of a puzzle. <laughs> a little bit, but it's that second shitty puzzle where it's like there's just uh where there's just an answer know, on a wall. Yeah. yeah, there's an answer on a wall a couple screens away. Yeah. Which they use constantly in this game. Um yeah, so you're you're next to a car that has something written in the windshield, which you have to use at a soda machine to order really hilarious soda names that I wish <laughs> I could remember yeah. uh more of, but they're very funny. Um like the same initials as the soda. Grape grapefruit slam jam something. Yeah. 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 Um, you can hear this is the first time where you really want to use Kevin Smith uh, because he can turn invisible. Yep. And uh, this is the one that has the first uh, laser tripwires, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, his kind of combat gimmick is that he throws these knives. Um, he has perfect accuracy mm-hmm. with them. There's no waiver stat for him. And he doesn't have to reload. They do the least damage, but you get the most blood with them if you uh, hit the weak point. Yeah. So I ended up using him a lot, actually. Yeah, he's good. Like he is, he is definitely, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think his only disadvantage, he doesn't have a lot of health. Yeah. But he moves yeah, he, pretty he, quick, so that. He was really quick. And he, I ended up using him tons in the last half of the game. I was kind of speed running it because he could turn invisible and run past everybody. Right. So um, near the end of the game, when I was just kind of trying to get through the towns. I would, uh, you know, gather some thin blood mm-hmm. playing legit as Dan for a little while. Yeah. And then uh, wake up Kevin and just kind of speed run. Yeah. So. So you get into this building, I don't feel the need to like go over what each of these is, but kind of the gimmick here is that all the puzzles on each of the floors uh, has a gambling theme yeah. to it. Yeah, and puzzle is just very much <laughs> yeah. like a, a, it's a real... It's a term of art. <laughs> yeah, overstatement for this this bad boy. Um, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Then uh, the the mini boss for this is one of my least favorite enemies in the game. I hate these things. This, was a, this is a big suck. reason to use mask, because if you just spam him mm-hmm. with mask he'll just blow up eventually yeah so this is like the backside dies. smile he has like fins on his arms and what you know like what it encourages you to do is to use dan whose shots are powerful enough to make it spin around and there's mm-hmm. a mask on its back or like a glowing face right yep and uh and then that's its weak point but um god help you if you use all your ammo um yeah <laughs> and, and you're reloading well yeah because yeah. it will definitely be coming right back at you by the time you're done reloading yeah, I hate these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. But you get through and you get into uh, uh, what is also a really annoying boss fight until you understand the gimmick. Uh, Jean DePaul, who is, like, am I wrong? He's just straight up just dressed like Solid Snake, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, he dresses up like Solid Snake. <laughs> and you, you, 
when you say it's a knowing boss fight until you get the gimmick, um, I think Irizaru tells you straight up you have to shoot the ceiling. Yeah. He, right he, before he, you go in it, he just tells you the, 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 the key. Yeah. So remember all that stuff I said earlier, like how I said, I wish that they didn't tell me so direct. Sometimes maybe it wasn't direct enough. Yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was one of those instances. So, you know, my bad. Um, yeah, but, it, was, it was, it was direct for me. Yeah. Like I was just like, okay, I shoot the ceiling, even yeah. though you have to shoot in like specific points. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's very weird. It's like cracked. And yeah, the, it's, not, the, it's not a very good boss. The, the, the reason is you, you, you have to be masked and there's like a little bit of a conflict between them. Like, you know, the, uh, Jean de Paul says, you're a hero to kids mask. Why are you doing this? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm dead. I'm a ghost. I can't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he moves too quickly for you to actually get it, you know, to get him because he's running in and out. So you just have to collapse the ceiling on top of him, taking the mythical third way. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Which yep. you'll do later, too. People who move too fast to, mm-hmm. to actually shoot. Um, the uh, So you're introduced this this mahjong scene <laughs> with these uh, Japanese and American politicians that are talking about things I don't actually understand at all. Uh, talking about like, like gorillas and dogs. I'm sure there's yeah. some kind of metaphor buried in that. In fact, I know there is because it's in in that plot deconstruction uh, thing. So, Um, but it ends in an amazing way. Yep, I love this so much because like one of them pulls a gun, and then they it 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 is a textbook Mexican standoff, and it ends exactly like you want it to. Again, with that Tarantino kind of flair, right? All of them shoot each other. (laughs) Yep, exactly the same time. Yep, like uh, like just like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, the the end of that. Mm -hmm. And then Mister Pink gets caught. Yep. Yeah. Um, you run into Susie again and get uh, the wind ring and start talking about her daddy issues mm-hmm. and daddy long legs, which I like. I like the emoticon for that. Yep. <laughs> and uh, killed men who tried to assault her. Is this the one where she says, like, somebody tried to get to the Grand Slam downstairs? Yeah, yeah. Or something. She has a weird way she refers to her vagina at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you get, uh, you, you get up to the roof and uh, through, like, a really bullshit uh, puzzle. I forget. Like you have to pre- you have to change the like the setting on the elevator, like like from a from a room that's really far away. I remember that being kind of frustrating. Yeah. But you get up there and then you fight the uh, the zombie the zombie businessman politician guys with their exposed brains. Yeah, which is a bullshit boss fight. Yeah, pretty like, dumb. It's, it's interesting, but it is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like super pain in the ass. There's two of them. They have kind of exposed brains within their skulls, and you had to get them to expose it. One of which you do by shooting uh, one of their ties and getting the other guy to straighten out his tie, which, like, God help you if you're going to figure that out. Yeah. And the other one, you just have to kind of, like, get him to – the way I did it was I shot the – and they're shooting little ghost brains at you, which is yeah. kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but shoot the little ghost brains until he kind of did this little hitch and bent over a little bit. Yeah. And then you could shoot him, you know, shoot his brain. But you just have to do it perfectly. Yeah, the window is so minuscule. Yeah, it's just and it's just that pinpoint fucking accuracy you need to have, yeah. and you have to use Akeda here because you need to be able to zoom in, mm-hmm. and if you haven't been leveling her a lot, yeah. um, you know you're kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So um, it could have been neat if they telegraphed that a little bit more. Like I, I got him to fix the other guy's tie by accident, just yeah. trying to like seek out like okay, there's something different, so I'll hit that. But uh, the other one, like just trying to uh, the, the the second one was the one that gave me fits. Yeah. Yeah, the second one took me fucking forever. Yeah, and those those brain things that shoots do a lot of damage. Like, and there, I mean, and and the, the the way that the game like represents depth is kind of weird to me. Yeah, like, like the Z axis is kind of crazy. So I can never figure out if it was better to be zoomed in trying to shoot them out or zoomed out. 
Yeah, it's hard to. And I, it made me think of something about, like, with light gun shooters. Like, I never like a boss that's going to shoot missiles at me that I have to shoot out of the air. Yeah, yeah. Like projectiles. That's never going to be fun for me in a light mm-hmm. gun shooter. And every light gun shooter does it. It's the yeah. only thing they know how to do for boss battles. Even this game does it later on. <laughs> yeah, I never like it. Yep. Like, I never like it. Yeah. But eventually you kill them. You know, great. And uh, it ends with uh, Garcian and Mills staying on overpass watching these missiles fly by. Yeah. And then the game starts. So, like, then <laughs> three hours in, you're going to be doing interesting things. Yeah. Because it takes a break from this political nonsense, and you enter into Target 2 Cloud Man, which, and the, which rules. The game never makes it clear if the missiles hit. <laughs> no. no. So, I don't, know, I don't know. It if really, it's encouraging me not to care, because I don't, you know? <laughs> yep. Like, they don't care. Why should I care? Yeah. But Cloud Man. Cloud Man. Oh, my gosh. Cloud Man's super cool. Yeah. So they introduced the, like, anime cutscenes in the beginning, Mm -hmm. which is neat. And they're going to keep using them throughout this chapter. Yeah. Um, With Olmeda, who is a Texan cult leader. Cult leader. (laughs) With uh, Texas Broncos on his shirt. Yeah. He's, like, a cool black dude with a big afro. Mm -hmm. And a great Texas accent and everything. Like, he's just cool design. His performance, too. Oh, my gosh. Like, that that, that voice actor, like, that that is some of the best voice acting I've heard, like, in in this caliber and era of game, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. great. And then mm-hmm. they, they bring like depth to it too. So it's not just like straight up over the top, like Southern accent. Like, you know, like later on his whole arc is like one of the, one of the best things about this game. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a well-developed character. Like yeah. he's way more interesting than those two old zombie men. Yeah. Um, you know, and also it's, it's personal. Like he issues a, a challenge mm-hmm. to Garcia on TV. He's like, you know, I've heard of these yeah. killer seven come find me. Yeah. Like this is the point, this whole plot, like the next like couple chapters feel like Warren Ellis comics to me. <laughs> Like, this could have been the beginning of a Warren Ellis comic, this whole beginning thing. Mm-hmm. And this game works at its best when it's when it's feeling like Warren Ellis to me. Yeah. Specifically, these next few chapters feel like something out of a different, like, a different work. Yeah. <laughs> like, a different, like, these would have been interesting, DLC. better work. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I just, I like it a lot more. Yeah, th- th- this would have been, uh, what is it, Miranda's Lair or whatever? Yeah. 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 Or yeah. Uh, yeah, Minerva's Den. Yeah, Minerva's Den. <laughs> yep. Miranda's Lair. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah. That's the Eastern Block knockoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. So, you know, like like uh, you know, like 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 bio jazz uh, story chamber. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, he has one of my favorite lines here. We're talking about guys with so much energy they beat off four times a day. <laughs> yep. And then, yep. and then he blows up a stadium and I think comes on national television. Yeah. Like it's like an orgasmic uh, spasm that he has. It's great. Yeah. It's super great. His voice kind of sounds like a, like a Southern preacher yep. a little bit. Oh just yeah. Because of t- how totally an evangelist, yeah. which like yeah. it telegraphs exactly what it needs to do, which is yeah. that he's a cult leader. Like he yep. runs this corporation. Nobody knows what the corporation does, but he has turned this town in Texas into a compound. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the cutscenes that should be noted, you know, we, we talked about uh, this is where the, the distasteful sex happens between uh, Samantha and Arthur. Yeah. Um, but we can ignore that and go to Texas for this cool thing. <laughs> yes. Um, they, and you do another one of these cutscenes, and like they're all kind of done in these different styles, and they look mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Like I really like them. Mm-hmm. Not it's- least of which because it's like dialogue and exposition in a game that doesn't yeah. really have it. Like it's giving you a better idea of the world and the people in it than anything mm-hmm. previous to this. Yeah, I love the, uh, the, the specifically the style of the anime cutscenes in this chapter. I know that different studios did it, but this is kind of like a more grotesque, exaggerated version mm-hmm. of people. Like, so it doesn't fall into kind of that genericized, like plasticine, you know, uh, anime 
style that kind of just my eyes roll off of. Like there's a lot of like visual detail for you to like latch onto. Like yeah. people's faces tell stories in this, with the exception of that one like way too sexy lady later on in this chapter. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you show up, and this is uh, you know a, a unique area because it's not hallways. All the previous ones have been hallways. Like you're out and about in a town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which is super refreshing. And then they do it again in a little bit of an annoying way to me. Yeah. But I like it here a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And it starts off like, you know, you run into uh, it was Aru at first. And it's the only time he's in this level because he's usually constant. And uh, he hates Afros. He talks about how they disgust him. Yeah. Which uh, kind of comes up a little bit later. Yes, it does. The music mm-hmm. in this area is awesome too. Like yeah. that uh, acoustic guitar kind of. You know, I, I like uh, I like other cultures' um, approximations of what American country music sounds like. It's almost mm-hmm. always more interesting than actual country music. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, you're kind of going down here. There's a new uh, there's a new kind of smile here, uh, which is interesting because they don't actually smile, but they have these t-shirts on, uh, like Almeida does. And uh, instead of dropping blood, they drop coins, which mm-hmm. are used uh, for a puzzle a little bit later on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Oh, also, Susie is in a gas pump, and Susie has an Uzi. Yep, Susie has an Uzi, and talks about how she cut off a bunch of dude's dicks. Yeah, which is the only diatribe uh, that was so over the top they felt the need to censor it. I don't know if yeah. they were forced to by Capcom. I thought it was funny. Like, yeah. I feel like in a game where they're constantly saying fuck, like, I don't think they were forced to. I think it was just <laughs> funny to have the, the blanks and let you put in your imagination. Yeah, well, I just, like, yeah. all I did was fill all the blanks with cocks, so. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> as, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Mm-hmm. Um, so you're exploring this neighborhood. You get this little clue about uh, House 210. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you're just going through all these houses that look the same. And uh, Coyote can jump up onto them and get into the uh, the second floor. Yeah. Eventually you get to House 210, which has the engraving that you need. Yeah. And uh, make your way out and you uh, run to the giant smiles, which look pretty cool. They're huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can um, – I've never been able to take them out with a regular guy, but I can take them out with a uh, mask. Yeah. Like you can blow them up. I didn't even have any luck doing that. What I did was I I ran up close enough to trigger them to fall, to make a little sound when they do it, and then I just turned and ran away. So I did it with a with a high health character. I wasn't always masked because sometimes he was he was worn down. I didn't feel like using Mm -hmm. the blood uh, for it, but uh, but that was the way that I did it. Especially you know like kind of in some of these later uh, scenes where they throw two or three of them at you at a time. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Eventually, this was also a big area for me to use Kevin Smith and just run past him. Yeah because it was just easier. I just always it's, forgot that he was there, that that was an option. I, I didn't want to use the blood. I always wanted it for healing. The uh, Well, it depends on, like, on some levels, I would end up with, like, blood was very hard to find. Mm-hmm. But you max out at 20. So, like, if I found myself getting around 15 blood, I knew it was time to use blood with impunity. Yeah. Because I was never going to use that much. That's one of the things that changes in the higher difficulties is you can carry less blood. Yeah, which will make it very hard. I don't know yeah. why you'd ever play this on anything. <laughs> if there was an easy mode, I would have taken it. Yeah. You know, why you'd ever play this on the hardest mode. Mm-hmm. It's like deadly premonition. <laughs> the um, yeah, don't yeah. play don't play these games for challenge. It's weird. <laughs> yes, stop that. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you're collecting these figurines mm-hmm. of uh, Olmeda, and uh, you go to a gachaban uh, machine or a gacha gachapan gachapan machine in a diner, mm-hmm. and you get uh, they're blind packed, and you get you know just get twenty five plays. <laughs> it's a really weird looking gachaban. Yeah, gachapan machine. It looks like the sphere from um, boy, what is that movie with the the cool evil sphere. <laughs> the um, prisoner? No, no, no. Um, it's a it's a horror movie with a uh, with oh, you're as the tall of man. Sphere. Am I thinking of sphere? I don't no, think I am. I don't think the, there's a guy called the tall man in it. Hold on one second. I have to find this out. <laughs> okay. I'll put a marker. It's tall cool. man sphere. Phantasm. Okay. 
down. It's a, it looks like the sphere from Phantasm a little bit. Hmm. Which is a badass sphere. <laughs> if you ever wondered. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I'm, I'm fine. You like spheres? <laughs> I'm a proponent of spheres, the stately yeah. geodesic dome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, this this is kind of neat, and then it's a little bit of a fuck you uh, in a way that a lot of these are, some of this collectible stuff. So you're collecting these statues, which are the the, the, the blood and body of our master. Yeah, um, yep, yep. but there's one that you can that you can't get, number seven, um, Ovs. And uh, I I used up all my coins getting it, and I was actually like, keeping track. Okay, so I have one, I have two, I have three. Like it really hooked in on that little part of it, and so mm-hmm. it's taking you to try and figure out, hey, where is number seven? And so uh, you head deeper into the town. Yeah, and eventually learn that uh, you know number uh, number seven was auctioned off. Mm-hmm. I think. Do you learn that from the uh, the pharmacy? I think it's like a note or something. Yeah, that, and then, that you find like like somebody complains about it like in game like oh it's bullshit that you can't get this you can't complete the collection why well, you know how do they expect me to win father's love by doing this you know right 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 right. Yeah. yeah, so you go in, you, you get into the pharmacy. Um, I forget like what your ticket is to get in there, but uh, you eventually just do it, and that's the uh, the way too much cleavage lady. Yep, there's an anime sex spot. Yeah, um, but eventually you get the statue seven. Mm-hmm. It's inside a stock room, um, yeah. and you go into the post office and you learn a little bit about Elmeda's past. Yeah, that's one of the cool things about this dialogue too, is because everybody's talking about him as like a local hero. And you get the sense that everybody resents it because his rise to power coincided with the smiles, too, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Yep, yep. So the smiles took over once Almeida came in, although they were very much not related to each other. In fact, he was trying to stop them. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Um, you end up walking up to to the actual business mm-hmm. and uh, kind of past all these posters, yeah, which this, are really cool. And this awesome canyon run, too. Again, when, whenever this game gets outside into weird locales, it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those posters are great. And you should have been paying attention, too, because once you get to the gate to this corporation, and that gatekeeper is pretty funny because he's like, okay, we'll let you in, but nobody knows what happens in there. Um, yeah. You have to take a little <laughs> quiz. <laughs> Yeah. And it's neat because the interface has like people's scrawled notes written over it, over all the options. Yeah. Which, yeah. which I like again, even though it is another example of here is a puzzle where the solution is just right behind you. Yeah. You just have to take notes. Like in a weird way, like I had a moment where I was like, Cole is probably enjoying this more because he's already taking notes of these things. <laughs> I don't know if you actually were, but there's several of them where like, that's what they want you to do. You know, I was. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, were you taking notes literally of what was in the posters? I like looking for stuff that was odd. Mm. I was like, oh, yeah. his his name is spelled wrong on this. I'll probably like take a note of that. Yeah. Or at least I remembered it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's yeah. literally only two minutes away. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. So. Yep. But, uh, mm. I mean, regardless, I've got, I, I think, I, oh, man, I need to, like, I should go back and do an analysis of how many pages of notes each game has generated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, would be, that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, I love this bit, though, after you complete the, uh, the assessment. Oh, yeah. This is a and- high point. Yeah, this this is definitely a high point. This was the first moment. Like this whole level was interesting because it was an interesting character. This is the first moment where the bonkers batshit craziness like really appealed to me, mm-hmm. because when you get to the the tower of the place, <laughs> it just falls down like in a Buster Keaton film. Yeah, it is. It is not a thing. Like the corporation does not exist. It just runs commercials, <laughs> and it has the power of Yakumo, Yakumo, which is like a document that makes super powered. <laughs> corporations which is a fucking bonkers awesome idea yep that's great yep. yeah that is great so i love the idea of this facade like nobody was gonna fly over it like that would only like work from one angle 
Yeah, it would totally wouldn't work. It's like a symbolic, <laughs> yep. you know, if you're just going to make commercials about and not actually produce anything, mm-hmm. you are, you are nothing, yeah. you know, <laughs> the, uh, uh, and then it just goes from here. So, so you run into uh, Almeida, he's in this spacesuit and he just looks badass. Like the yeah. cutscene here looks really, really good. Yeah. And, uh, picks his employee to drive this cool rocket car. <laughs> Um, to, it's like, to it's death, like a nice-out Lambo. Yeah, yes. exactly. Or the automobile Lamborghini, whatever yeah. the name of that game is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so this is like his trial by fire. Like, every day he picks somebody new to drive themselves to death and just, like, puts a brick on the accelerator. And if you live, hey, you get to inherit the company. Yep, and if and if you don't, you don't. Yep. Um, yeah. Which, which again, oh. kind of conflicts with the whole way they try and characterize him as a messiah later on. Yeah, but they do another the way that he is a messiah is that he's infected himself with all these viruses. Yeah. So his followers can drink it and get immunity. Yeah. Like and, and so, his motivation for that is super weird. He's a, he's like a death seeker. He's uh you know, he's he's an adrenaline junkie and like the yeah. like the, the only the, you know, he's jumped from buildings, he's gone to space, uh but the only thing that he can't uh you know, get over is the heaven smile the heaven smile virus. Yep, and he does not want to become a heaven smile. No, no, and that's specifically why he brought you here. Like why he did yep. that stunt. Like he knew that the only person who could kill him was uh the Smith syndicate. And so yep. um it's too late because the government shows up and injects him with something. Uh that kind of conflicts. I-, I thought that they may have injected him with Heaven Smile then, but he's had it and he's been fighting it off, which makes him a- even more of a badass, really. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they injected him with yeah, here. Yeah. But- it was just his blood pressure just went like a bridge too far. <laughs> And like, that could happen to any of us. Yeah, I know, right? You just get a um, little bit stressed out, then boom, blood rain. Like those enemies in um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night <laughs> early on that you hit with a dagger and they just explode to a huge blood fountain for no reason. Yeah. Um, but he, he, he rains blood that whenever anyone drinks it, it dies. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's this infected blood that just like stains the car red as it drives along. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Super, and, super cool. Yeah. And only the government men are, are, are affected by it. Everybody else has been inured to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But there's this big collection of, uh, of of ambulances, for some reason, all connected to each other. And... Yeah, for, for no good reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, like I mean... the worst part of like a Resident Evil 3, like, oh, two ambulances are next to each other and I have to go through yeah. two of them that are next to each other. But yeah. let's just do that for an entire boss stage. <laughs> I like this boss fight a lot. Oh, me too. Like, it is a cool boss fight. Yeah. It's like the you know slow moving, very deadly thing that you just have to get behind, kind of figuring out yeah the uh, the geometry, mm-hmm. and because of the limited controls, you can never like edge around a corner or anything, right. you know. So you're always in, in risking like just running up mm-hmm. to him, you know. And it works pretty well. Yeah, and so he's like reconstituted, and he has this uh, his his afro is floating behind him like a brain almost. Yeah. And so you have to sneak around, and then it's just one shot on that. However, if you know if if he connects with you from the front, then you die instantly. Yep. Yeah. He does, he shoots projectiles that don't kill you instantly, so it's not too bad. Oh. But if he actually touches you, then you're then you're dead. Oh yeah. I thought the projectiles got you, but nah. Uh, well, it might, you might have had low, you might have low health too. Yeah. Um, they don't. They didn't kill kill me instantly. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're 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 getting behind him. You shoot him. Um. The uh, the kid survives the the car thing. Mm-hmm. Sticks his head out of the window and <laughs> blood comes down and he tastes it like it's a falling snowflake <laughs> and says this blood, it tastes like Mr. Olmeda's. He's dead, isn't he? <laughs> it's just badass. That's great. And uh, he inherits the Akimo. Yep. And yep. he, Good on he carries on the torch. Yeah, take, take this, kid. Hey, kid, yeah. catch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, here's, here's my Super Bowl towel. <laughs> um, and just like, just 
man, if you're listening to this and you're just like you, you you're not familiar with the game, just imagine how much cooler that all sounded than anything we talked to, to about up until this point. <laughs> yeah. Like it just it's just really cool, and mm-hmm. the game continues this for a little while, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and it, when it, some of the political stuff at the end got on my nerves, but like we have this whole middle section that is like it's rare that you have a game with just a strong middle, right? Yeah. You know, like a weak beginning, an ending that like it earns, but is not my favorite thing in the world, mm-hmm. but just a really strong middle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very strange. Yeah, it's an odd arc for for a game. So this week's episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by Check It Out Comrade. In a weird way, that is our own network. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me and Nick got together, put some, put some money together, some and decided to buy... <laughs> to pay yeah. ourselves. Yeah, to, to, to buy advertising on this other show that I do. Yep. Um, yeah, you should check out uh, Check It Out Comrade. Not, you know, it is a, it is a good show. Mm-hmm. Nick's a good guy. <laughs> what yep. is... Uh, do you, do you, 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 be, you be honest, Cole. Do you, if you if you like that show, what do you like about it? Um, I really like that it introduces me to new indie games that either that otherwise would wait for a uh, for a Steam sale to get. Honestly, mm-hmm. like like the format is fantastic because of the kind of the spoiler policy that you guys have. That and your chemistry is really good. Like you know you two you two get along really well. Yeah, and it comes yeah, across. We're, and we're good buddies. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you want to hear just a little bit, you know, it's not a huge it's not a huge time investment, and we're not doing a watch out for fireballs treatment. It's just what's cool about these two games every two weeks. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're doing a we got cool stuff up on the horizon. Um, we are going to be doing an episode on Jason Roner games, mm. um, which is cool. When uh, Binding of Isaac Rebirth comes out, we're going to do a whole episode on uh, Binding of Isaac, and we're going to have uh, Jenny Plodnan from uh, Video Games Taco, mm. which will be super fun. Yeah. So yeah. And I think we want to do a whole episode on Transistor too. Oh when yeah, Transistor That'll comes be really out, good. which is my secret like most anticipated game this year, which I keep forgetting <laughs> is coming out. But yeah, like real, like really forget. soon. Yeah, yeah, and it was really fun at Bax. Like Transistor rules. Cool. So yeah, yeah. so check it out uh, at uh, duckfeed.tv slash check it out comrade. Hmm. Yeah. Um, also, if you're interested in uh, advertising with us. Um, if you go to duckfeed.tv forward slash advertise, you can learn a little bit about that. Um, if you have a project that you would like us to uh, kind of be a, a mega megaphone for, um, you know, we're interested in supporting people who are doing cool stuff, um, you know, as uh, in little independent dudes as opposed to gigantic, faceless uh, asshole corporations like <coughs> Audible. Um, <laughs> Audible are assholes. They're fine. Um, but you, you, know what I, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so that's duckfeed.tv slash advertise. There's a nifty little form there, and uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. So let's move on to Target 3, uh, with the non-descriptive name Encounter. Yes. I I think I've mentioned this before on the show. Yeah, battle. uh, On the show before, but, like, I think in the transporter... um, I, they, there's a fight that he does amongst uh, shipping containers. Okay. And the name of the chapter, me and Derek were looking at the chapters, it's like fight among the containers. <laughs> and uh, every time they talk about them, they just say containers. They never say shipping containers or train containers. So it just sounds like a very generic phrase. <laughs> like he's like a crate and barrel. <laughs> yeah, totally. Or, or like a storables. They're just like, we can't let them get the containers. What if they get the containers? They won't get the containers on my watch. Exactly. Where are all these containers? Like, it's, it's What's great. in them? That's not for it's you to re- know. It's above your pay grade. Yeah. You're just the transporter. Transport yeah, these containers. Yeah, take these containers. 
Like I brought my lunch in this container. <laughs> like <laughs> just, that's that's what that you know. I think that's my secret dream job is to be the person who names DVD chapters. That would be awesome. That'd be a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, too bad DVDs aren't a thing anymore. <laughs> I know. You're the person who names Blu-ray chapters. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, Blu-rays, the worst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, Encounter. Uh, this is another really cool one. Um, although it is a two-parter, which eh, nope, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> but it, but it's okay because it's interesting. Yeah. True. So the the kind of premise of this is you're going after uh, Dan's old mentor. His name's Curtis Blackbird, and it opens up with. Uh, um, probably one of the most Tarantino things in this. It's a first person. So you see, see, you see a first person dude just straight up ice a hooker in a limo and then just go in and just wreck an office full of people. Yeah. yeah they're going really out of their way to show this guy is a monster. Yeah. Yep. And Dan's a monster too. Like his whole thing as the Hellion is he just kills for fun. So mm-hmm. like, you know, he's cut from the same cloth. But uh, Curtis has some stuff. Uh, yeah, they, they even even later on they go really out of their way to make him just a cut above. Yeah, because he's a black market organ dealer who traffics in children. <laughs> yep. So so even killers. We'll just let that sink in. Children, mm-hmm. specifically, mm-hmm. he takes the girls because mm-hmm. you know reasons. Because I don't even want to uh, hint even further at the implications behind that. But his rival, Pedro, gets the boys. Again, yeah. I don't want to go into that. Well, here's um, the thing. is They're trafficking children, mm-hmm. but not for the normal sex reasons. It's to take their organs mm-hmm. for the government. Like, it's just every just layer upon layer upon yeah. layer of, to like... Take, to take their organs to turn them into experimental smiles. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, it is, uh, like, it, like, this whole chapter is a dance with depravity. And yeah. to underline that, even this whole thing, at least the first part of it, takes place at an amusement park. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, which is an interesting environment, again. Yeah. Which is uh, Clan. There's a Is-Klan. Japanese name behind yeah, okay. it. Um, which, uh, what is it? Um, later on, Susie, she says, oh, she hates um, amusement parks and she calls it the, the birthplace of murder. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I think that she might have uh, gone on a spree here of some sort, even though More her doctor than- told her to stay away from sprees. <laughs> Especially if you mix them with Coke. Um, you're going to be a YouTube sensation. Um, you run into protector smiles, which mm-hmm. are just uh, hardier smiles that you need mask yeah. for. And this is when you, you know, this is where I end up spending a lot of time as mask because I think to avoid what you've got here in the notes, which is how annoying it is to switch back and forth. Yeah. Like the first time you see that blood explosion switch, it's really cool. But yeah. just constantly watching it gets pretty tiresome. Yeah. And just the way the menu works, it's just not that great. Like, there's no, it's not exactly as, as responsive as you would want. It just breaks the rhythm. Like, you know, eventually, by this point, you know, I'm running, I'm taking intersections exactly how I want to. Like, I've got the, I've got the in-game world play down, but just uh, switching between them is just a real drag, especially mm-hmm. when it's being done for what is, uh, for what is a really kind of bullshit reason. Just kind of like, oh, we want you to use mask now. What? Yeah, and that's just going to keep happening. You're just going to keep running into mask only. Yeah, smiles, pretty so. annoying. Yeah, so yeah. you know he goes from just being a key to break down busted walls to being a key to even just walk through an area unscathed. So yep. yeah, yeah, yep. uh-huh. Um, so there's uh, kind of this area with the cinemas that you go down. We're not going to hit every single one of them. However, they're interesting encounters like uh, Akiba, like the like the two politicians, uh, mm-hmm. bra- the, the the brain bros. Uh, <laughs> they <laughs> they, uh, they 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 talk about fetishizing war. Um, you fight a huge duplicator that takes up a whole cinema. Yeah, yep. which is very cool. Yeah. Um, you know, you eventually get this time ring 
yeah. for puzzles, which like okay, That's so dumb. Very well, when I run into, and so literal too. Like yeah. it is for it's for manipulating clocks. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> yep. It's not for turning back time on anything else. Yeah. And so and whenever you see clocks. a clock, like, and, and there are times where it's like, oh, this thing is busted. It probably would have been useful when it was whole. Well, pop, pop, pop. Okay, cool. I'm done. No, they mm-hmm. put a clock in the scene just to like, yep, to, to, to really to, underline to, it to infantilize you further. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, um, you know, you go through this uh, kind of like this freaky funhouse mm-hmm. kind of way that you you get into. It. It's called freaky funhouse. It's not just a funhouse <laughs> that happens to be freaky. And uh, you run into to uh, one of the weirder mechanics, Khan, which I had not used at this point. Right at all is a little kid who is blind, mm-hmm. like he doesn't have eyes and wears headphones all the time. And as a child, and there are small areas that are I don't know <laughs> four and a half feet tall or so. Yeah, that you had to switch to a kid to so he can do this matrix, yeah. like move to get under it, this slow motion <laughs> to to get under something that like you really just kind of have to crouch. Yeah, anybody could do. Yeah, um, pretty funny. So the the corpse runs on this are just unacceptable because because like you have to switch through at least three different characters because you need a mask to get in i wonder who you've switched you to get you know to do that yeah 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 um his whole thing is he shoots really fast because yeah. he shoots two guns also he um, has the he, most improbable stance yeah yeah and his reload mm-hmm. where he bounces two clips off of his knees mm-hmm. into the guns like i love watching that reload yeah um, it's really quick too. Like the reload speeds end up being like a really strange factor in my, you know, determining. Because as much as I like Kaeda, her reload is the slowest. Yeah. Um, other than Mask, and it got really obnoxious. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually. But his is the you know cons is super fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you get through here. Uh, there's a boss fight after a freaky maze. Um, that uh, that you know, it's basically like a large hadron collider, except with the uh, the ceramic smile, which you really just have to use. Khan, one of his other powers is, and it's great for doing corpse runs too. Um, he, you press the button and you supercharge, and he runs faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he makes yep. uh, Speedy Gonzalez look like regular Gonzalez. Yeah, um, yep. and uh, and yeah, so they just you have to get around in front of him, and then you're done. Um, and there's a weird non sequitur scene where a fallen angel awakens Dan awakens Dan's demon gun. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea what the fuck that was about. I think it just gives you an extra level of charge, but I don't know why it's a fallen angel, except for the fact that it's a demon gun. Yeah. I mean, I I, I, I figure out what it did. I just didn't know why it was here and why it was... Other than that, this is kind of Dan's quest. Right, right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're getting into the cool shit. Yep. Are these little theme rooms that you're going to go into? Um, the Squeaker's Revenge <laughs> thing, the giant piece of cheese with the mice that sticking out of it, it rotates, uh-huh. which if you want to beat that in one hit, you can blow it up with mask. <laughs> if you don't want to play, you just blow it up and it falls over and you win, hmm. which is great. Yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, there's also the, uh, uh, the bridge that, uh, forget it. The, this is the, like one of the times when it sends this plane, the plane smiles at you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Which I'm always happy to do uh, plain smiles because it's satisfying to shoot weak points. What? Yeah. To hmm? shoot to, to 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 shoot what? Weak points. Oh, weak like points. Like it's okay. it, not have it be a big gimmick thing. Oh no, I mean like the ones that are actually planes. Oh, the plain ones. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the, the regular <laughs> no, like, no. like plain yogurt. Nope. Not like airplane yogurt. <laughs> yep, airplane ones. <laughs> like yeah, bad yogurt. No, I yeah, I hate the plain ones. They, yeah. I've never successfully I've only killed those with mask. Yeah. I've never hit their weak point. I only did it by accident a couple yeah. times. Yeah, they move so fucking quick. Yeah. Those things are obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the like, you know, the other wing of this, you know, you're, you're going after more soul shells. Uh, there is uh, like this m- killer mansion that has uh, concentric circles. 
mm-hmm. on it, and you just have to walk into the one that has the, you know, the the dude in profile looking right at you. Yeah, and again, they tell you that. Yeah, Izaro just tells you it mm-hmm. right before. Yeah. Um, you're introduced to the uh, Mithril Smile, which uh, has a weak point, um, or you can break off his armor and fight him as normal, or you can just hit him with mask and he'll mm-hmm. die. Yeah. Um, at this point, I think this might be where Mask gets his. This is where this is the level in one of those theaters where Mask becomes the main event. Oh yeah, and now he can reload super fast. He gets the blue mask. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, you fight the boss, who is hilarious. <laughs> yep, um, Yami Blackburn. The way that she introduces herself as like the Grand High Minister of the Ministry of uh, Educational of Guidance Educational or something—that's like that? yeah. hilarious. Yeah, like, and she is terrifying. Yeah, like I love having anime proportions in a world where like. Nobody else has that mm-hmm. because it really shows how fucking creepy that is. <laughs> One of the things I've scared, I've this is going to sound weird. I've seriously scared myself and try it at home if you want to. When you're in, in bed and you're kind of half sleeping, turn over and don't have your glasses on. Look at the edge of your bed and imagine Bart Simpson standing there with the proportions <laughs> of the cartoon Bart Simpson. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying. Why would you do that to yourself voluntarily? I just I just came to my mind someday, and then like you know you know how that is you just can't get it out of your head. Oh yeah, yeah. after you do that, and it's terrifying, especially if he has like flesh instead of being <laughs> like a, he's he's three dimensional, like he's not you know yeah, but he's like made of this kind of like spongy yellow skin. Mm-hmm. Goddamn scary, <laughs> and the, having those kind of cartoons in real life like existing next to real life things like Roger Rabbit scared the fuck out of me. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, do you ever cool see that picture world? of the guy who's uh, the guy the guy who's Beavis? Like, yes. like the straight up look of like a Beavis. Yeah, that's super spooky too. Yeah. Like all that stuff scares me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, Ayami spooks me out too. Yeah. Her gimmick is like, so you're in the parking lot of the uh, of the amusement park and she's running around um, again really quickly. And you can try and chase after her, but you can only hit her when she's in the light. Yeah. So uh, I just use mask. You know, especially yep. since he got recently powered up and he has the kind of the widest range on his explosions, especially if you've upgraded him. And uh, and that, uh, you know, takes her out in relatively short order. Yeah, she's pretty easy then. And it should be noted that the range on his is not how far away you shoot. It's how big your explosion is. Yeah, yeah. So it's really like blast radius. Yeah. So that makes her very easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but you don't actually kill her. She hops onto a bus full of kids, presumably to take them to a grisly demise. <laughs> yep. And you go on to part two, which again is for a two-part, this is actually pretty cool. You know, you run into Pedro, who is the the uh, the uh, rival of Blackburn. He's playing racquetball, and Curtis shows up and uh, gives this very chilling monologue about how he. Uh, this yeah, this actually really upset me. Yeah, it's pretty intense. I mean, it's it's like right out of seven. Like yeah, describing like oh, your wife has a mole at a very unique spot. It turned me on. Talking about, like, oh, you didn't raise your kid right because you didn't even try and save his mom. And then just ta- straight up tossing his daughter's head at him. Like, yeah. this, like, I don't even, like... It, it's what, I mean, like, I, I don't love it or anything. But yeah. the game at this point is trying to go, like, it's so intentional. Like, it is yeah. it is just, like, how far can we go with this? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's meant to be necessarily taken super seriously. Yeah, yeah. Even, even then, it was kind of like, oh, this is, like... Like, uh, you know, the crazy exploding monsters, but, like, this is something that somebody would actually, like, really fear of, like, yeah. a psychopath, like, in a, you know, in the weird, like, evil doesn't look like anything kind of sense. Like, yeah. this, th- this is an absolute monster, but versions of this stuff happens every day. It just bummed me out in a way that, like, makes me feel like right now I'm, like, killing the fun a little bit. 
<laughs> but uh but yeah it left me with a really bad taste in my mouth which is exactly what it was trying to do yeah yeah Definitely. what i'm trying to say is nobody should do these things so this is a watch out for the, fireballs yeah, this, guarantee yeah cole is it time for a watch out for fireballs oh. uh moral stance announcement yes we don't think you should uh kill children mm-hmm. or look for moles on people you're about to kill or take off heads yeah you know and this has been a watch out for fireballs <laughs> morality announcement. Yeah. But yeah, this is, so. So the game has been edging in these different places. None of n- none of Susie's things really bothered me that much. They were just kind of funny because they were tempered with Kirby smiles. It's a little sillier, yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's supposed to be a little sillier, and I think this is supposed to be because I mean, if every chapter has kind of a character mm-hmm. that they're going through. Like this character is the you know the one who kills for fun is the most badass of, of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not true that everyone has a uh, has a chapter. Like we don't learn about Coyote's backstory. No, but if we're learning about Dan's, and this is kind of the character Dan's supposed to be, I think that that's kind of the idea mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this uh, whole chapter is you're going after his. Uh, you're going to his estate. You know, following mm-hmm. this, uh, following this bus full of kids, which uh, Garshan gets there too late, and uh, he comments, "Oh, those poor kids." Like this, you know, again, <laughs> the game taking a moral stance. Even Garshan agrees this is a bad yeah. thing to do. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you do this like car puzzle, which is, you know, I guess kind of a puzzle. Yeah. You're not just like reading something from a poster behind you. Yeah. It's like, and, a, uh, it's like a very rudimentary, like Sokoban kind of thing. You're just yeah. trying to, you know, move something into the empty space in order to, you know, make the thing match a diagram. So, yeah. Yep. 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 Um, mm-hmm. It gives you the power ring, which uh, doesn't give you powers. It just nope. powers things up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And uh, you go inside like there's if there's anything about this is like there's it's really just kind of you're just going around and hitting the checkpoints. I feel like it's laid a little bit more bare uh, than in previous ones. Like you're just kind of working your way towards the guardhouse in order to uh, turn on the lights around the pool, which even when you have con, it says, man, we could really use the lights on out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which he he can feel the lights. Yeah. Really like this level is not that exciting. No. I just really like the end of it. Oh, yeah. Like so, the, the, uh, this is one of my, probably my favorite boss fight in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. So there's kind of a mini boss fight, uh, aside from the regular one. You finish off Ayame. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it kind of plays on the light thing, except she's not visible unless the uh, the shutters are open. Yeah. And uh, again, it kind of shows, it plays on the otherworldliness of that uh, of that anime proportion, because it's actually like a fake head that she's wearing. Yeah, it's which like would, would work. Big head. Yeah, which would scare me Yeah, in real life. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So eventually you get those lights on. You run into another mini boss, um, the laser smile through a uh, ventriculum gate or ventricle <laughs> gate, ventricum gate. And uh, the laser smile is like this uh, guy who's kind of rigged up. Yeah. And uh, he, sh- you know, eventually he shoots you with a laser. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't do it. Doesn't do it automatically. But, but he eventually he'll shoot you. So. Yeah. You have to kill him fast. Mm-hmm. Is the idea. Yep, and then uh, oh boy, this boss fight. Uh, you yeah. know, if the Dark Souls rule holds true that duels are always better than you know gigantic things. This is a straight up duel. <laughs> yep, and super cool. Like, it, and it's also like just the set piece, like uh, him floating in the water and just kind of like rising up mm-hmm. and everything. Like, it looks really cool. Like, it, it kind of worked on me. And the uh, you're doing a duel, and he has a pigeon that lands on his shoulder, mm-hmm. and the uh, you can only shoot once the pigeon leaves. If you try to shoot before then, yeah. then uh, he'll shoot you first. So I think you get like a couple in, and then the last one, Ibazaru says, "Hey, the last one's different. The pigeon will try and fake you out." Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like yeah. a quick draw kind of thing. Except you have to listen for the coup and hit it. But you're yeah. like right up close and personal. Like he takes up a lot of the screen. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 
And it's just it's also really satisfying, you know, for Dan. We we mentioned it, um, or we lost it over a little bit earlier, but like we learned that Harmon killed Dan. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you get the at this point, you know, you're very much under the impression that Harmon is the person who's carrying around these ghosts, yeah. and the idea that he like killed somebody who's an effective assassin in order to kind of utilize him mm-hmm. or take on his personality or something like that is very interesting. You know, it's not really what happened, right? Uh, that part, but it, it's very cool mm-hmm. as an idea. And then he falls onto this his like this death machine. <laughs> Thing. He's literally put up to dry. Yeah. Like, he's literally cleaned out and put out to dry. Yep. And a very, you know, it's like, put up on a hook and, like, looking listlessly off. Yeah. Continuing the high point of levels, <laughs> yeah. like, cool, cool concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we run up with, again, a really regrettable Samantha scene. Um, but the the cool thing is we uh, find out this congressman has been assassinated by one of the handsome men. <laughs> yeah, there are name. government assassins and comic book heroes that look like Power Rangers or like, um, you know, Voltron. Like Sentai kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's this guy who does these comics and they become real. Mm-hmm. So we have to go after the author who's named Trevor Pearl Harbor, <laughs> which is great. Real subtle. <laughs> yep. And because uh, the new issue has Harmon in it, who's uh-huh. their next target. Again, this is a straight out of like a Warren Ellis or Grant Morrison comic. Mm-hmm. Like, this is absolutely that. Yeah. Super badass. Mm-hmm. The actual chapter, like, the content of it is really unremarkable. It's awful. It's terrible. Like, I hate the color samples. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. Um, and you run into that busker in the beginning who has the Cam Clark voice, <laughs> um, which like, I just don't want to hear ever again in a video game. Mm-hmm. The Michelangelo Cam Clark voice I never need to hear. Yeah. And uh, you're getting these color samples from Iwazaru, but you just have to have them all. And if you missed one, God yeah. fucking help you. Because <laughs> backtracking is no fun. Knowing where you missed one is garbage. Uh-huh. Like, it's super annoying. Yeah. There's a map, but, it, like, you know, it getting your bearings is kind of difficult, like, unless you're really paying attention to the, the to the compass at the top. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a very maze-like uh, level, too. I mean, to a certain extent, like, it even says, like, oh, it's it's the straight-up Lost Forest from, uh, from yeah. Zelda. Like, you know, like, there are points where you have to use Khan, um, at least in the beginning, to, you know, listen for the path out of the Endless Loop. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, and yep. there are these doorways that you can't go through until uh, much, much later on when you're actually at uh, Pearl Harbor's Manor, uh, where you actually light the uh, you light the lanterns that open it up. That kind of seemed like a kindness that they did, and knowing that there was a possibility you would have to backtrack to it. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, they, they could have fixed that by not making you have to do it at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would have been very easy to do. Yeah. Just make me traverse the, the area. Yeah. Um, so the level is not very cool. No. Or cool music, if I yeah. recall. Cool music. It's got kind of like that Latin feel, and there's a. I like the color palette, and that it is very sterile. The uh, the real highlight, though, the reason why this is amazing, is because you show up to where Trevor Pearl Harbor is, and he's kind of like you know insane. They say like he's a creator, he's egotistical and awful, mm-hmm. or something like that. And Handsome Black, who uh, just a cool name, <laughs> who's the Black Power Ranger, comes in and kills him, like kills his uh, creator. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah, like sure, it just blows a hole through his chest with a laser beam. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, through through it's through his eyes, right? He sh- he says like handsome blink, and she <laughs> yep. shoots a shoots a laser. All this shot. Yeah, handsome blink. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, and they end up doing a showdown. <laughs> like they're not you're not going to really do a boss fight here. Nope. You're like let's do a showdown in Times Square with your seven versus our seven. <laughs> Amazing. 
So this big empty Times Square, it's just one-on-one, so it's Harb and Smith. And each of them, like, you can tell they just used the animation rigging and skeletons and just yep. put a new skin on top of them. But, uh, you know, it's Harb and Smith fighting, and it's I think it's like Handsome Pink or something like that um, in a wheelchair with a similar... <laughs> Yeah, who um, looks exactly the same. Yeah, like, like, like you know, the, the same animations and stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, it's all, it's all predetermined, but it's just entirely there for the spectacle, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just to go through it because it's amazing. Uh-huh. And uh, eventually you find out, you know, um, you get this little cutscene where Garcian meets Love, who is the, the Pink Ranger in this, who's the real author of, yeah. of the comic. And, and hang down orders from her parent company, she says. Yeah, it's like so magical the, electro, electromotive or something. Exactly. Equally. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then, <laughs> so go ahead and I'm sorry. Oh, I keep also, the, the, this, 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 this is where uh, Mask gets his ultimate upgrade too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, he actually gets one other upgrade later than this. Oh, does he? Um, it's pretty hidden. Yeah, it's yeah. in the school. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I'll, I, I don't want to take all the good stuff that happened. So <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and throw it on there because uh, you find out that all of this was a video game that was being played by Kun Lan, and it is a straight up um, Capcom arcade credit sequence that plays, yep. kind of like with these weird alternate bad translated names for all the characters and these and awesome sprite work, hilarious sprite work, yeah, like the tank version of uh, Harmon, yep, like his wheelchair tank, yeah, incredibly self aware. <laughs> So that leaves it, and was it all a game? Was it all a dream? I don't know. It Probably. certainly seems disconnected from the, the main plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this is the DLC, is what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it plays a little bit into the political stuff. Like, you know, the, these are, you know, a corporate assassins that are acting, you know, like, you know, for the government and then against the government. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but honestly, it doesn't have anything to do with, like, the missiles or Japan's no, like United super, States relations or anything like goofy. that. And now we're in the the kind of the lead up to the end. So the, I think those three missions, those three middle missions, are by far the strongest parts of the game. Yeah. But it's won a lot of goodwill mm-hmm. for me at this point. And then they start actually. This is where the political stuff kind of crosses with the personal stuff. Yeah. A little bit, and you're learning about the actual characters. So this is kind of the more successful version of the first third of the game. Definitely. Starting with Target Five, Smile. I really like Smile, um, just because of like what it goes into. Um, you know, it was going into this character who you only heard of tangentially, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the the whole thing with the vote rigging, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, it is it is interesting. Like it yeah. is a, it is a smaller level of the grander stuff. Also, every time they they say smile, I think of the song from Arrested Development, <laughs> like that George you know George uh, George's brother mm-hmm. wrote. That's like the most insipid song ever. Yep. The smiley smile song. <laughs> I always think of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, so uh, it opens up with a man being hurled off of the roof of the Union Hotel. Um, I, I thought that this was Irizaru, but uh, the ending calls that into question. So yeah. I, don't even, I don't even know. I don't know who, I don't know who, who was either. thrown off of the roof of the Union, Union Hotel, which you've heard about uh, from time to time uh, through here. And again, uh, playing off of survival horror stuff, taking away and compromising your, your, your safe zones. Uh, when Garshin uh, comes, you know, uh, comes back to life inside of his trailer, uh, he goes into Harmon's room and Samantha is dead with her pants disturbingly unzipped and Harmon yep. is gone. Yep, yep, yep. So he has broken out of his comatose state. Yep. And you go down to the forbidden room down the hall, which you've seen before. You have this like vault. Yeah. 
at the end and it says it gives you a, you know the option forbidden room and you go in and you find uh Herman as kind of HH like we learn you know through those deconstructions and then also a little bit you know I got an inkling from the game that there's kind of three versions of Harmon yeah he refers to three different things and this is the god figure yeah one uh, playing a heavy-handed metaphor for good versus evil <laughs> yep um versus Kulan mm-hmm. uh doing chess metaphors yeah Yep, and uh, Harmon starts having fits when Garshin comes through. Uh, you get the sense in a David Lynchian kind of way that you know this outside force breaking into what was a you know, a safe spot and him being aligned with uh, with with uh, HH has caused a b- bit of a breakdown on him, and then that mm-hmm. kind of blinks out, and we you know come back to with uh, with Garshin and you know inside Mills's car, which is actually the car from uh, Cloudman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he bought it. Yeah, which is very funny. Like there, I think there was an interview. Where somebody asked like how he got the car, mm-hmm. and then Suda Fifty One said he bought it from somebody for cheap. <laughs> which is a funny, funny thing. Yeah, it was covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, well, it just looks like a red card though, yeah. which is really great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Mill starts telling, you know, uh, Garshin about the, you know, about Harmon cause you know, uh, Garshin brings Harmon up in name for the first time, like the, like mm-hmm. the actual, you know, weird little symbolic nature of their speech breaks down and he starts referring to what it is. And, you know, Mills is about to tell him the truth when he is shot through the glass. And it's kind yep. of funny because later on he says, yeah, I never wanted to die in a run of the mill way. I was going to die, die like, 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 like it was a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he got his wish. Yeah. Which, you know, he was a good guy. He deserved his, he deserved the proper death. Yeah, he was a good death. Yeah. Good, honorable death. Yeah. yeah so then, then Garshin uh, escapes and uh, jumps off the freeway <laughs> and kind of hangs, um, similar to Cloud mm-hmm. um, Strife. And uh, you're heading to the Union Hotel yeah. after this. Yeah. You go in and one of my favorite classical music pieces plays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eric Satie's Jim the Pides uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> from from the end of uh, My Dinner with Andre. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you go in there, and this is a significant place. You know, Travis actually says a terrible crime was committed here. And uh, as you're going through each of the uh, each of the floors, uh, you're finding these soul shells in, uh, in in places. And uh, this is the game kind of starting to give you a little bit of a uh, you know a little bit of a uh, you know hint as to yeah. what's actually at the root of this. Yeah, this is this is this is great. This is the uh, you know this is the cool cool character bit. This yeah. and then part two. Um, so you're kind of making your way through these conspicuous areas, getting your, your soul shells. Uh, eventually you get up to the boss, um, <laughs> or the mini boss, rather. I hate this um, so goddamn much. I hate this, too. I die on it's... the timer smile many times. Yeah. What it is is that um, it's very it's very hard, even with a low waiver score, because when he's walking, he's kind of tilting back and forth. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the pustules on this thing are not telegraphed quite well enough for me. Okay. Like I wish well, they glowed a little bit or something because I I thought I had them all and I missed one of them. I, and uh, you I, know. I don't want to speak to your color blindness. However, mm-hmm. it is red on green. Oh well, I can't see that. Yeah. So I, I definitely could not tell the difference between the the pustules and the uh, yeah. the main body. I just saw saw circles. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So the strategy is you leave the most like the biggest most conspicuous ones, either the one on his chest or the one on his head for last. However, uh, you know with the way reloading works, and because you're probably using Kaede for this, um, and with her long reload time, uh, you just end up you know fucking yourself. Yeah, and it kills you in one hit. And yeah, no matter who you are, so you can't yeah. even uh, mask up. Right. Yeah, take takes a bunch of tries. This fucking yeah. sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to the top. Though, and you think that you are going to come to this kind of big climactic conclusion. Well, and because instead, everybody's telling you you are. Yeah, that, exactly. Exactly. And instead, you uh, run into two men kind of sitting in the dark mm-hmm. who say, nope, your answers aren't here. 
go go to an elementary school in yep. Washington, give you this other location, which is across the country because the Union Hotel is in uh, is in uh, Philadelphia. So you head back over to Seattle, um, you know this this school in Washington, and uh, you find the assassin who killed Mills. She is your new uh, your, your new informant. Uh, it's Linda Vermillion, a character who comes into the narrative and then quickly goes away. Yeah, has no I have relevance a cool name to anything. And nothing else. <laughs> yep. Later. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So you're you're at this school, and uh, you know this is this is a fraught location. Uh, usually in horror games, you begin at the school, but this one ends at it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you can tell, kind of, as you're getting beyond the known, you find the last uh, you find the last pigeon letter, uh, which Gagnon uh, is is killed halfway through, and Samantha takes over. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. and yeah. So this is this is very cool. This whole school bit. You're kind of collecting um, uh, cassettes. Mm-hmm. You get a cassette player, and you're collecting cassettes. And there are these audio journals from an FBI investigator who's talking about this character, uh, Amir Parkreiner. Yeah. And uh, this Japanese plot to take over uh, these uh, these elections, yeah. <laughs> and I, which is which, you know a little bit like okay, it's interesting, but it's also I, I love the assertion that this has been going on since the first election, which I, is funny because Japan didn't have anything to do with anybody before 1850 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and also that there was even such a thing as like the Department of Education. <laughs> It's pretty goofy. Yeah. Um, it's also, we don't, I mean, yeah, it's, it, they call it the Grand Council of Education or something that doesn't <laughs> yeah. quite translate. Like, yeah. it's this weird way where it feels like it's a little bit off. Yeah, it's like the chairman um, of, and we don't yeah. have a chairman here. Nope. Nope. It is definitely America through a, through a different lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but each tape has like, kind of an interesting piece of information about this character, and you have to kind of track them all down. So you're going in here, and this is the you know it's like the uh, you know after death log of this guy, and sure enough, in the last one he he dies. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he's giving you information about Amir, and uh, so that is your you know color swatch. And this it's not it's not it's never so annoying as the color samples. No, honestly, um, except for the locker puzzle, which is kind of dumb. Trying the to locker shoot, puzzle is super dumb. Trying to shoot the right one, and then you know shooting it multiple times until it opens. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it's just random ones, and that's how you get the final mask. Yeah, uh, for mask, which you don't really even need at this point. No, but you can. Um, yeah. I like that where you run into uh, Travis, and he tells you he's going to meet you in a certain locker, mm-hmm. and then you go to it and blow it open, and he's stuffed in it yeah. like a nerd, <laughs> like a fucking nerd. Um, I enjoy that quite a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of another one-off uh, mini boss, not as bad as the timer smile, but still pretty, still pretty goofy. Is the Galactic Tomahawk smile, which is a great yeah. name, except it does that uh, light gun shooter thing where it pops missiles at you that you have to shoot out of the air. Yeah. Uh, just charge I, I just up mask all the way. Yeah, I just did a DPS race. Like, just yeah. pounded on mask. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. But uh, stuff doesn't add up about Amir because it says like his his birthday and death day don't actually line up. Like, he should have been mm-hmm. alive now, but it says he died in 1952. Um, he's got a social security number that is Eagle. Yeah, yep. <laughs> which is a special marker for one chosen by the Yakimo. And basically, you find out that this is. Um, and I'm dipping into extra textual stuff here. He is kind of the embodiment of both uh, America and Japan simultaneously. And mm-hmm. he's being manipulated by, uh, you know, multiple Harmons at once and then Kunlan and then, uh, you know, Harmon by way of Kunlan. <laughs> it's yeah. 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 It's, it's very complicated. Yeah. Like that, that part of it is very complicated. And again, I, what I did and what I would urge anyone to do is just kind of concentrate on who, on the character level. Yeah. 
of it, you know, as opposed to uh, the kind of grander stuff, because it's just more, for me, it was just more interesting. Yeah. What is building up is that there's kind of this tragic figure who is, you know, fated right. to be this thing that, you know, is uh, ultimately used by it, which is, you know, timeless story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You run and you go to the principal's office. Eventually you make your way in there <laughs> and you run. This scene is amazing. Yeah. Um, ben Keen, who's the current principal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he knows what government is. You know, what he talks about wanting to be the president, why you want to do that. Um, but he does this Russian roulette thing. And he says, uh, if you win, um, if, you know, if he wins, he's going to kill you. If you win, he's going to tell you the secret to picking up women. <laughs> and you, this is this was like the most super Tarantino-y yeah. thing I'd see in the game, yeah. where he's all trembling and freaking out, and yeah. Garcia just no hesitation, mm-hmm. just puts the gun to his head and puts it back down. Yeah, I didn't read it. I didn't read it as him freaking out. I like I I read him as being ecstatic. Oh yeah, because he does the Olmeda th- you know, thing. Like I only feel alive when I'm flirting with death. So I guess like that's true, I pictured yeah. him just just ejaculating every time he pulled the trigger. Yeah, just turgid. Yeah. Turgid ejaculation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It feels good to ejaculate. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> this is pretty cool. You guys should try it. The, uh, and, and again, super badass where they're, they're passing the gun back and forth. And it seems mm-hmm. like uh, Garson's doomed to use the sixth, uh, sixth shot. And it, it ends up empty. And he says, uh, my gun has seven bullets. I'm a professional. I'm a professional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Pretty and cool. So- you know, this guy knows that uh, it's his fate, and he gives like, "Oh, I've got to go through all my thing." And he says, "By the way, all women are the same." Yep. Which yep, yep, yep. I'm not down with casual sexism. However, as a one-liner and a uh, non sequitur, I-, I was laughing. Yeah, for him to just do that, to just give the you know honor his end of the bargain. Yeah. At the end, like it was funny. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you go through, and this is kind of him. You know, Garshin has an encounter like you put in all this information about amir like his birthplace there's a little bit of a puzzle that i actually appreciated because uh his parents blood types don't add up and so you have to figure out like what it was going to be um like his mom is o and his dad is a so the only combination that wouldn't work uh would be a b so that's the one that it is yeah yeah that is that is that is an actual puzzle yep (laughs) requires actual thinking um pretty neat yeah. Um, yeah. It was like I had to kind of like go through. It was a little bit annoying because I go through the quiz and then kind of figure out what the relevant pieces of information were, mm-hmm. and then had to go through the notes again. Yeah. You know, and whether you don't read them, you can't just scan them. You have to listen to them. Yeah. So it took a long time. Like it was yeah. a little bit obnoxious. And yeah. by this point, I was I was ready to be done. Yeah. I, I played this game for like eight hours on Saturday. <sighs> so yeah. like, no, it was, I, it was a lot. I got to chapter five and I knew I was near the end, so I just powered through it, not realizing how long it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it does go on for quite a while. Yeah. But uh, but you get in there and you find uh, it does I forget does it show what's in the safe? Um no no but no. Uh, you know Garshan sees it and then he gets like the slash on his forehead uh, which becomes important later. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, should we just say what it is? Yeah, uh, it's it's the actual Harmon. It's the Harmon who was the uh, who was the principal of the school. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 And they so, they hinted that just like a couple of moments. Yeah. Very soon. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yep. So you go to the gym and uh, you have a really goofy boss fight uh, with kind of the current like head of the department of council chair, people uh, czar of education, guidance development, Greg nightmare. (laughs) Great, great name. Mr. Nightmare. Yeah. And this is a cool, I kind of like this boss fight. Like you shoot him and make him swing back and forth and uh, you just have to keep distracting him. So he can't shoot you because he does a lot of damage, Mm -hmm. Um, but eventually his bottom half rips off and you can shoot uh, the red glowing thing in his gut. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I read them as swollen testicles. Oh, I, yeah. I did not see that. Yeah. 
I don't know. Um, maybe, even, maybe I'm just reading the grossest thing possible into it. But yeah, it's like a little trick shot kind of thing because you're trying to follow his momentum. Here's mm-hmm. a fun fact. Uh, the neighborhood <laughs> that I live in in Cincinnati is called Oakley. Okay. I'm like right on the neighbor, like, like the, the, the line Oakley? of like, yeah, exactly. It is the, yeah. it is the uh, neighborhood that Annie Oakley grew up in. Oh, interesting. That's where she got her name. Yeah. Annie Oakley is great. Yeah. So cool. that, that that was interesting. Uh, one of those like three a.m. I can't sleep, so I'm just going to look up my neighborhood on Wikipedia binges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of those. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But <laughs> you you, yeah. you kill Greg Nightmare. We should also say that the he, he he's hovering over a stage underneath the portrait of Harmon, like the actual Harmon, the yeah. physical representation. And when the when the curtain opens up, it is just an endless hallway full of deaths. Yeah, which I like a yep. lot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's like yeah. the uh, it's like the uh, the yellow monk. Yeah, 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 the old monk fight. Like any like endless chairs is a interesting image. The the picture, the portrait of Harmon is great too. It reminds me. Um, I made it my Facebook logo for a little while. Mm-hmm. That the, there's like a hall of deans at my work, and one of them is just scowling. <laughs> um, I really want it too when they get rid of it, and I don't think I'll get it. Um, maybe I'll take it. <laughs> um, but the uh, it's just him scowling, and uh, it's like that. I think Volum is the name of the guy. Who uh, is the the one I had, I took the picture of as my Facebook profile, but uh, he drops his golden gun, and uh, yeah, the uh, and he summons these black smiles, who are invincible. Yeah, again, and, playing into the uh, to the chess metaphor. Mm, yeah, yep, yep. And uh, you can't kill them, and they can only kill you. And now, when the Smiths die, they don't get resurrected. It just goes to the next one. Yeah. And all of them have to die until you get to Garcian, who can pick up the golden gun and fight off the – kill the, the ones in one hit. And from this point on, you're not really playing the game. It's like an interactive cutscene right. you know, for the, for the whole rest of the game, and it's great. So yeah, it, it's, a, it's an interactive cutscene, and also you only have Garshan. And uh, at some point, you also gave away your, uh, your vision ring. Fortunately, there's not much combat from this point forward. So yeah. If any, I forget. Yeah, there, there's really not. Yeah. So you go no. back to the, uh, back to the uni- uh, Union Hotel – and uh, um, this is probably the coolest sequence, I think, aside from think so like too. outside of uh, Cloud Man, outside of the Olmeda stuff, uh, just because it does tie everything together. Uh, specifically because you remember when you were going through the Union Hotel, finding those soul shells. Well, actually, those are the places where the uh, the original Smith Syndicate uh, all died. Yeah. Yep. yep. And at first, it took me. I had looked up that fact too because I was like, "Oh, there's no Kevin Smith," but he's the uh, <laughs> he's the, the first guy, guy who dies. Yeah, he's the uh, the maitre d' or whatever. Yeah, and what's <laughs> what's awesome is each of them um, dies in a way that is counter to what their abilities were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like the you know Kevin dies because his uh, you know because his uh, disguise is inadequate. So in death, as part of the Killer Seven, he can turn invisible, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, on down the line. And, you know, K-Day, instead of warning her friends, she jumps into that wardrobe and dies. So she's the uh, she's the one who is the traitor and also the one who takes down barriers as opposed to putting them up. Like it's yeah. it's real neat. Like you know, and it's it's just it's that right degree of abstract and that right degree of symbolic to where it kind of makes sense once you see the pattern forming. Yeah, yeah, it, I'll buy it. Like, yeah. uh, like when I read that, I'm like, oh, I'll buy that. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. You know, and also it's just very hard to kind of go through that. You know, you haven't gone like really attached to these characters. It's not like, oh, Khan, I missed you so much. But yeah. like, you're not expecting to murder them, yeah. and and kind of going through this. And Garcian is very upset. Yeah. The whole time, like, you know, people are like, hey, you're crying, you know, like, this is really hard for you to relive mm-hmm. um, this thing. And you, you know, you have to do it. Like, you have to sit through it the whole time. And it is, it's just very effective. Yeah. And um, also, like, the, throughout the entire thing, you're hearing, uh, you're hearing Amir 
or you know, sorry, the per- the person who is murdering everybody, uh, yeah. whistling uh, green sleeves or what child is this? I think what child mm-hmm. is this is more resonant, uh, mm-hmm. you know, specifically yeah. because of the Messiah stuff. Um, yeah. And this is kind of the last little bit of uh, exposition because Mills is here and he explains the voting conspiracy. He explains, you know, hey, Garshin is here. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. at the very end, uh, Dan is the last one to die. And, yeah, but uh, he's the only one who really talks back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you find out. So, OK, so where is Garshin? That's actually you. Like, yeah, that is the, the, the that is the trick. And Garshin is not Garshin at all. He's a mirror. Garshin's just another incarnation of this of this guy from before. So this was way back when, like fifty years ago. You know, he killed them, and you are not aspects of Harmon at all. You are actually a mirror who is mm-hmm. kind of being manipulated uh, by and kind of is in league with this uh, manifestation of Harmon, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Through his uh, third eye mm-hmm. that he has. Yeah. And so awesome scene on the roof. Like Garshin encounters a young Amir and. Uh, you know, has to shoot out the third eye. And then, you know, the game kind of ends with, you know, Garshin slash Amir opening up the case that he's been carrying around for the entire game. And you see that uh, what's inside of that is all of the weapons from the other from the other six. Yeah. Yeah. And when he first opened that up, I could have swore there would be all their heads in there. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that would be so stupid. Yep. I'm so glad it wasn't that. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Way, way, way cooler. Mm-hmm. And then credits. Yeah, and that's that's kind of that's one of the endings. This thing, this game has more false endings than Return of the King. <laughs> uh, like it just keeps ending and ending and ending. Yeah, because then it goes back to a title screen where you can choose target six, which is Lion, mm-hmm. um, which really is just to uh, you know tie up the the thematic, like larger, less interesting thematic stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, you are Amir. You're wearing a black suit now. Um, you have no vision ring, um, so you can't actually see the, the smiles, but you can still lock onto them. Mm-hmm. And you have the golden gun, so you can you know zap everybody in one yeah. hit. Um, this is the Coliseum you've been going through, yeah, in the Vinculum Gates. Mm-hmm. Also, your eyes are glowing green. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 And you get to the end, which is kind of your choice. Uh, you know, you get you find Matsukin. Um, he's the last. You know, there's the last of the smiles in the door behind him, um, and you can kill him, and uh, the UN party loses its leader, which means Japan gets nuked. Or let him live, and the U.S. goes down. Right. So, um, I kill him. Uh, yeah. Not out of any kind of sense of nationalism. Um, just you know, a lot of times when I have a character, I play a video game where a character I feel like has been like kind of pushed to the edge. Mm-hmm. I'll make the shitty decision because it's like this guy is totally broken, and this is what I think you would do. Yeah. You know. I'm not so. sure as, uh, if you if you don't kill him because I I've, I killed him as well this time. Um, turns out when I played it before, I never got to the I never got to this chapter. Mm-hmm. So it was all new to me. Um, I don't know if when you play the uh, when you play the Japanese ending, if you actually go through and do everything after this, which I think is actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah. which one is. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you go through that door and you're back into the, the trailer house and you go into the other the other room that's uh, like kind of like right next to the forbidden room. And uh, turns out this uh, this trailer has a uh, has a basement. Mm-hmm. It's M A Y E R. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you go down. The, uh, <laughs> Harmon is passed out on the floor, and again in another version of his room. Um, and you go into this, um, I won't say it, winding series of hallways underneath here, uh, f- you know, chasing after this flitting red, you know, the remnant of this last smile. And uh, when you get it cornered, it is Iwazaru, but with Kunlan's face. Yep. Which yeah, so I don't know what to make of that at all. No, I mean, Kunlan is supposed to be like the Satan figure. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and I guess it makes sense if it was Aru is manipulating you. But at this point, like, I just was letting that kind of stuff wash over me. Yeah. Like, I was very kind of emotionally affected by this whole idea of him killing these assassins and watching just the kind of spectacle of that and just not. Yeah. Like, I lost interest Definitely. in the cosmology. Yeah. Even though, like, after this, it fast forwards 100 years um, <laughs> in Shanghai and shows the end of Angel again with you shooting the, uh, the you know, Kunlan and him catching the bullet, mm-hmm. which, you know, this will go on forever. Yeah. It's Dark Souls. You know, you're going to just have this cycle of war mm-hmm. and these two countries never getting along forever. Yeah. Well, different countries each time. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, that, Shanghai. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But um, they're always going to be, mm-hmm. you know, God and, uh, and Satan fighting over these two kind of values in East and West. Yeah. That's Killer 7. That's then you kill- get the real credits. Huge, you know, Suda 51 shows yep. up over rock and roll music. <laughs> That's Killer 7. That's Killer 7. Which I, I found really haunting and really like, yep. kind of in spite of myself and all the problems with it, like, ended yep. up really liking it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, this basically has Cole's benefit of the doubt written all over it. So yeah. I, I need to, you know, back away from it and not be as effusive and just say, yeah, you know, the play not that great but it does redeem itself insofar as like deadly premonition it you know it, it, it you know if you measure it against how much do you think about this like what kind of impression does this leave on you when you're not playing it like that mm-hmm. like that that is that is a measure of success that this that that this uh you know plays into so yeah i, I absolutely agreed yeah um and and the actual the play parts of this which aren't very good and are pretty broken mm-hmm. i like more than i like the play in deadly premonition right which I thought was like pretty, you know, I liked a lot of what Deadly Premonition did, but I think this went a little bit further with the crazy stuff and yeah. went in a direction I found more interesting yeah. to make this a more successful expression of that idea to me. Yeah, this has been a very yeah. David Lynch spring. Um, and, and yeah, even... I, I like a little bit more than I really want. Like yeah. I want to take a break from that and I'm yep. glad we are. <laughs> yep, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I mean, even going back into Snatcher too, like this is, this this, this has degrees of that. Yeah. 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 The um, yeah, and something that the deleted scene wise that you know may or may not be interesting to people. Um, we were gonna, I think I may have already mentioned this, but like I was pretty convinced I wasn't gonna like this game. And we last episode we were gonna do Eco instead of uh, Shadow of the Colossus, which is a game I don't love the play of either. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to play like three games in a row or four games in a row where I don't <laughs> like the play and like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, this turned out it not turned out not to be that big a factor for this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm super glad we did Shadow of the Colossus. That's a great game, yeah. but it turned out not to be as big a deal as yeah. I thought it was going to. No, I'm very happy we talked about the games we talked about. I think that this has been, you know, kind of kind of a season of weird little gems, almost interspersed with the gigantic games like you know, like the past and Star Fox and shit. Yeah, but uh, okay. yeah, I mean, yeah. So thank you, Nolan, for uh, for recommending this. Uh, you know, we'll 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 hit this in the in the uh, extra so you wrote in saying, hey, had no idea if this was going to be good. You know, like it, like if you guys would like it. Um, I think that as you hear this, you'll know where we came out on it. But uh, yeah, I'm happy that uh, you gave me an excuse to replay it and uh, talk about it at great length. Yeah, yeah, a long episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. I am also happy I played it, and I'm glad that I had. The, this is the kind of thing that I never would have played through without the show. Yep. Like I definitely would have given up in chapter two and been like, I hate this. <laughs> I would rather be spending my time doing something else and just giving up. And I'm really glad that I didn't. So. What are we doing next time, Cole? Well, next time we are going to be doing uh, Alpha Protocol. Uh, and uh, for the appendix on that, I'm sorry, the extra set on that, we're going to be joined by uh, 
Oh man, what is his name? Chris it's Avalon. been so long. Chris Avalon. There we go. Yeah, I'm so been. sorry, Chris. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, yeah. We're gonna be joined by Chris. Um, I'm gonna play. I played that a long time ago since we had our scheduling shuffle up. I think I'm gonna try to play through it on agent mode um, during the next couple of weeks because I've never done that. Yeah. And uh, it apparently, it's pretty different. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what are we doing after that? Um, after that, we are doing X Men. I can't. X Men. Huh? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you for ASMRing the, the, the answer to me. Um, we are doing X-Men Legends 2, which, again, I'm super excited about. Like, we've been doing too much uh, cerebral David Lynch stuff. Let's get stupid in this shit and do a, a, a game about men in underwear punching each other. You, you know, mo- um, most people would you know say, like, hey, let's do one, then the other, then one, then the other. Let's do months and months of one and then months and months of the other. Of just the dumbest stuff. Not the Alpha Protocol is not dumb. No. I'm, I'm saying X-Men Legends is, is where yeah. the dumb the dumb begins. Yeah. And that's going to be a fun, like, a game I have very fond memories of, but I haven't played in a long time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll suck on revisiting. We haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and since we generally do three in advance, uh, we're going to continue the superhero theme by going with Crackdown for the Xbox Crackdown. 360. Yep. Uh, really excited about this. Um, yeah, th- this was my... We had um, for... Originally, it was going to be a wolf pick um, from me. Uh, before we, the you know, the Xbox One came out and made the Xbox 360 fair game mm-hmm. all of a sudden yeah. for uh, for retro. Yeah. But uh, it's a good game. It's a, it's a fun game. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking about it because it is a very, like, it was critically acclaimed at the time. It is a weird game, though. Yeah. Like, the idea of you being in the sandbox and just tackling this stuff in any order and the way it affects. I mean, I know that's kind of a cliche now, and people are like, oh, you can do Oblivion. You can do whatever you want. But for this type of game and the way it mechanically affects it is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a good time. And yeah, then, a uh, good couple months. Yeah. So we're going to have to – are we going to plan the entire next year all at once, or are we going to be more uh, – um, <laughs> let's be more maneuverable this year. Yes, let's we, do we that. Play, yeah, we planned the whole this whole year in advance because of the Kickstarter thing. Mm-hmm. Now that we're not doing that, let's stay a little bit more, yeah. more fluid, which means we're actively still, you know, we have enough suggestions last us forever, mm-hmm. but if you have suggestions, you can lay yeah. them on us. So there's a form on the Watch Out for Fireballs webpage that is, uh, you know, duckfeed.tv slash watch out for fireballs, where you can submit that stuff, and then that goes into a little database, and uh, we, we, you know, we rate its merits, and we judge you silently. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, and as we mentioned, you know, we're not being as prescriptive this year, and part of the reason is because instead of doing that Kickstarter for our stuff, we did the Patreon. Um, just want to give a brief mention. We're not going to plug it all the time and really hard, but uh, if you go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv, um, a couple of bucks a month makes a big difference, and we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, and there are sweet prizes. Um, yep. I am working on a way to get a feed up for the early episodes. Uh, RSS tech stopped evolving in 2005, so that is uh, incredibly hard to figure out. But uh, I will get it for you because I know that is how people like to get their things. Yep. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of other stuff. iTunes ratings and reviews. The Amazon tip jar. Uh, we're not going to go through all the shows. I don't know. I feel like we've been recording yeah, for such a long time. We've been for a very long time. It's very late where, where Cole's out and everything, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, find us on Facebook. Do all that stuff. We'd yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, until uh, until then, what can they watch out for? Uh, they can get watch out for... Getting their dick cut off? <laughs> okay, yeah, getting their dick cut off. If you have a dick, watch out for getting it watch, cut off. Watch out for Susie. She got newsy. Yeah, yeah, watch out for Susie's Uzi. <laughs>
Vamos embora. <risos>